0: sense, and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All cops
1: are racist. You better face All
2: cops are racist! All cops are racist! You better face it! Better face it. Of Charlottesville, Virginia, over the weekend. You might as well face it, all cops are racist. That's what they were chanting and by They, I don't mean 14 people, I mean a boatload of people marching and chanting, all cops are racist. That's the type of crazy we're dealing with here. This is not simply a protest or people saying, let me express a different opinion. And you know what? I'm even going to take to the streets, civil disobedience, because there's something serious going on. Mm -hmm. All cops are racist. It's over. It's done. There's there's no having a conversation with those people.
3: No, you can't bring that back. With a civil conversation, you can't bring that back.
2: This is like your spots. You, you argue with your spouse. You always do this. Always yeah. seriously. Always. Any any uh, therapist, any counselor will tell you don't don't make blanket statements no. like that. Don't do it. You're just hurting yourself because yes. first of all, it's not true. You always do this. All cops are racist. Not true. Not really nuanced, not allowing Mm -hmm. for, in their mind, that one cop who's not racist. Nowhere in America, the hundreds of thousands of law enforcement officers, people associated in work in the criminal justice system, every single one of them is burning a cross on the lawn of a black person in the hopes that they can lynch them someday. This is what they're saying. Do you realize that's the other part of the term racist that pisses me off? That like the hashtag Me Too campaign, it lumps in somebody at work who tells, Hey, did you hear about the three black guys that dot, dot, dot? It lumps them in with the person that is marching in the woods with other pointy white-hatted people. Seriously, that's there. there's no distinguishing between them. They're not saying, hey... All right, if you're lynching people, you're a racist. If you're just telling off-color jokes, you're like a racist light. They're not saying that. No. Everybody is lumped into, you want to see non-white people murdered. That's what they're saying with all cops are racist. All cops are racist. What does that mean? What are you? What is that in reference to chanters and marchers in Charlottesville? It's in reference to all of the cops who have shot People while on duty. Yes. Ah, People of color on duty. Yes. All cops are racist. And what does racist mean? Uh, You want to lynch black people. You're, You're the one who lumped them all in together. That's the insanity. I'm willing to have conversations. Let's find good uh, good ideas and solutions and pathways forward. I'm there. We present them all the time in this broadcast. Lots of people do. And you know what? There's lots of people who are concerned about the anniversary of Charlottesville and what happened last year that aren't extremist progressives out there marching this nonsense. There's a lot of people like that. Where the hell are you? Oh, that's right. We're not going to hear from them because the media wants you to see all cops are racist. And there was a boatload of them. It was an easy one for the media to cover over the weekend. The nonsense on the anniversary of something outrageous. Keep think about that. We now on the anniversary of bad things happen. Say, let's see if we can recreate that bad. Because what was the center of the bad a year ago? a divide, a ginned up nonsensical divide. There were a couple of pin-headed people out there that truly happened to be racist, white supremacists in Charlottesville last year, joined by a lot of truly good people, as Trump said and got criticized for who are concerned that people like this are marching, saying all cops are racist and felt They had to make a statement about stuff like this and about people tearing down statues and where the hell else are they supposed to go? I know I'm not one of those crazy progressives out there that are marching saying all cops are racist. I don't believe in socialism. I don't believe in communism. I don't believe in any of that nonsense. And hey, these people over here are trying to support law enforcement and that we don't tear down statues. Well, I'm a hell of a lot closer to them than I am these people. You get sucked in. They're the ones who are saying, choose. Choose one side or the other. You've got to stand with the truly fascists, calling themselves the anti-fascists. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're still fascists.
3: The irony on that one.
2: Right, exactly. Okay, technically more communist, but as I said, these, said in the past, these terms are kind of loose. Fascism is pretty hard to, to pin down. But if you want to say, fine, they're the anti-fascists, fine, then they're the communists. And the supremacists, they're the fascists, okay. woohoo! one's better than the other. Who do you stand with? Well, neither. They're all a-holes. Nope, you got to choose. No, I don't want to choose. I support freedom in the Constitution. I'm a libertarian conservative. no, sorry, you got to pick. Who do you want? Got to pick. You want to go with the blue communists or you want to go with the red fascists? You choose. And the media continues to fan the flames of this nonsense and have chosen their side. No, no. We're not with the the red fascists over there. We're with the blue communists. Enjoy. It all leads to the same place. That's where they're going. Then yesterday in D.C., more of the same. More of the nonsense. From
3: whom? The fa- uh, the, uh, the white supremacists. Ah, so this was multiple locations?
2: Yeah, so you have Charlottesville okay. on Saturday, and Saturday night, really. And then yesterday in D.C., you have the white supremacists marching, and everyone, we're going to go out there and show them. We'll stand out there and protest them back. <laughs> what? I The head of the uh, GOP. I can't think what her name is. Oh, the I chick, ca- yes. Yeah, I can't think. I uh, asked her a question last night. Let me double check and make sure. She may have gotten back to me on Twitter. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Rona McDaniel. yes. Uh, she tweeted while freedom of speech is a core tenet of our democracy comma <laughs> again, I absolutely support the Second Amendment <laughs> <comma>. <laughs> no while freedom is a core tenant of our democracy period ding That's yeah. what we believe that's that's all you had to tweet. You can throw out the whole freedom of speech. The stuff prior to the comment, you can throw that out in this case. Yes. Because after it, she said, there is absolutely no place for racism in our society. We must stand united against discrimination and not allow these mistaken few to overshadow the heart and core of what America truly is. Sorry, I'm going to need a clarification there. Yeah. Oh, I I need to know. So I I tweeted a, a question. Can you offer more details? Specifically, in what ways must we stand united against discrimination? Let me see. Uh, Nope. No response. response. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we can put in a call to her today. Okay. I'm serious. I don't want to let this go. I I want her to explain. What does she mean here? It's easy to say, all that stuff's horrible over there. But really listen to what she wrote. What did she say? Well, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. There is absolutely no place for racism in our society. I agree with that. Yes. I don't want that in our society. No. But number one, what is racism? Are you lumping it all together like they are? How about some uh, some specifics there? Yeah. What do you mean? Number two, isn't that in America for me to decide, not yeah. for you, Rona McDaniel, head of the GOP, to decide for me? There is absolutely no place for racism in our society. Yes, Rona. To you, or is it Rana?
3: Bro, I say this, uh,
2: To you, there is no place. To me, there is no place. But there's some white people in cheats who say it's their place. Yeah. There absolutely is. And unfortunately, we have to support them. Their right to be wrong. I say unfortunately because that's the little bit of bad that comes with the overwhelming good. She said we must stand united against discrimination and not allow these mistaken few to overshadow the heart and core of what America truly is. Uh, how do we stand united? What does that mean? (laughs) To go out there on the street and counter-protest?
3: Yeah. Or lock them up.
2: Oh, lock them up. There it is. That's right. Stand united. Is that what it is? Yeah, just lock them all up. We Uh don't need to hear them. And what is the heart and core of what America truly is? What if that is America? You know what I think the heart and core of America truly is? Hmm. Freedom. Hmm. The freedom to be wrong. More so than you saying it's not discrimination. Us standing united against discrimination is the heart and core of what America, well, I think that's a part of the good, but if I have to choose, I choose the freedom because the stand united against discrimination, that's mob rule. And sometimes the mob gets it right. A lot of times they don't. That's the beauty of the constitution Mm -hmm. that even when the crowd is wrong, it's still right. It still gets that piece, right? The mistake is when you see these things, in Charlottesville and DC, when you are the person who supports freedom and you believe in good and you don't want to treat people bad and you want to help people, it's like the Westboro Baptist church. Let them do their thing. The more you protest them and react, the more power you give them. That's how it works. It's like a little kid. Just let them Tucker themselves out. Yes.
3: Just Just let let them don't get tired.
2: Throw a tantrum. Fine. Yeah, go for it. Hey, go ahead. What are you, what are you doing? Is that, is that working for you? Okay, good. You're still not getting what you want. Okay, exactly. have a good day. They'll just tuck yep. it themselves out. Yep. Oh, poor little things. The Westboro Baptist Church's power was in people reacting. And then they sued whatever anybody tried to um, infringe their rights. And that's how they made a lot of their money over the years that funded their little crazy crusade. Same thing here. Yeah, police stand up to him, make sure nobody's being violent, and the rest of us should just look in disdain and then look away. Huh, what's going on over there? Those knuckleheads. And walk away. Because they want the power. And the media feeds into it, not because the media is truly concerned with discrimination or any of this stuff. The media is concerned with losing their own power. So they've chosen their blue side of the aisle, their communist side of the aisle. And it is going to bite them. In ways they cannot even imagine, they have no no idea or no clue that throughout history, when you side with be the statists, because both of these sides are statists—antifa, the communists, or the fascists—they're both statists. They both believe in the government, a select few or a person telling you how to operate. They control the media, they control the propaganda. So enjoy traditional mainstream media, newspapers, television broadcast. Because they are going to be telling you what to write. Some of you, I guess, are willing to accept that right now. See how far you're willing to take it. Case in point: Sunday morning, NBC News, all over the Charlottesville protests, all over.
3: Of course,
2: and they showed.
3: They the showed how in America.
2: They showed reluctantly how uh, the Antifa crowd was uh, standing against some of the reporters. <laughs> Well, if you followed it at all, and you could just kind of glance and see, there are countless examples over the weekend of the Antifa crowd, and probably some on the other side as well, the white supremacists, probably more from the Antifa, because the white supremacists were very, very controlled by the cops okay, to not get in people's face. Yeah. They were not letting them out. But I'll go ahead and say it happened with, on their side as well, um, where they got in the media's face. Hmm. Not just people out there filming with their f- iPhones Phones, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they did some of that as well. But where they stood up to some of the traditional reporters, and uh, one of them, they cut their audio cable. Oh, yeah, I did see
3: that one. Did you see that one? I did see that one, yeah. They cut the audio from the uh, camera, camera to, the, to the to the camera guy that had a, the little, little pack. That was a pretty interesting.
2: They uh, destroyed other cameras. Mm-hmm. They uh, got in people's face, pushed them around. They wouldn't let them uh, report. All of this. You could find all kinds of examples of this. They they attacked a cop. Yes, actually a couple times, but this is this is what happened. They attacked the media countless times in Charlottesville on Saturday night, Sunday morning when NBC News reported on it. They didn't even report that their own reporter and crew got assaulted.
0: What,
2: folks? That's what you call an exclusive. Yes. Every other time, a news outlet will say we got to bring in Steve the cameraman. And Steve sits there in his flannel shirt and his boots and he's like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were out there and uh crowd got out of control and I didn't even see him coming, and they just came up on my blind side and the camera, whoa, and then right? That's what they do, because it's an exclusive. It's your
3: guy. It's your yeah, that's the thing. It's your guy that got attacked. He's
2: not gonna tell that story on ABC. No. Guess what? You've got it. Boom, it's gold, Jerry. Gold. Everybody knows that. Not only do they not have the camera crew or reporter in. They didn't even report on it. Then Chuck Todd offers this on NBC as an explanation for this racial divide. Here's the explanation from Chuck Todd on the racial divide in America and who's to blame.
4: Oh, look, I think we are in uh, a pretty divided place today. I mean, I think we are probably more racially polarized today than we were a year ago. And as for the president, since Charlottesville, think about the biggest fight he's picked since Charlottesville. The anthem protesters yep. with the NFL and African American players kneeling there. Uh, it's it, so I don't think if the president has quote learned anything. I think in his mind he has seen that this is hold an hold on effective- a second, hold
2: on a second. So it's the president's fault the racial divide because <laughs> things were fine under Obama. No doc, spectacular. They weren't. No, they no. Were,
3: what are you talking about? They it was- weren't. They weren't good? Racists were still alive. And racists were still being racist.
2: So a little bit on Obama. Mainly Trump. But before him, George W. Bush.
3: Black folks and white folks singing
2: kumbaya, shoulder to shoulder. No. No, I
3: I can't even think the last time we were kumbaya singing shoulder to shoulder. Is it more now...
2: If it is, it's incremental. It's it's the same. This has been building. We know this. It's certainly not Trump's fault. We didn't get. He didn't get elected, and finally people are like, "Wait a minute, racism? That didn't happen." (laughs) It's just Chuck blaming this. And then what does he say? What's the biggest fight that the president picked? The biggest fight. The national. He picked a fight with the guys in the national. he didn't express himself, Chuck Todd. He didn't express him. You as a reporter, an anchor just said the president picked a fight he wasn't representing a lot of people who feel the same way that these uh overpaid crybaby athletes in the nfl are kneeling and protesting at a time they shouldn't be he's not expressing what about half the country feels he wasn't expressing his own opinion he was picking a fight with them because they're black wow uh by the way not all of them are black that are protesting no okay a little bit more from chuck todd
4: Think If the president has, quote, learned anything, I think in his mind he has seen that this is an effective political strategy Ah, to keep his base his base. Mm -hmm. But I could tell you pretty much every other Republican who has to be on a ballot in 2018 believes this is that this is at the core of the Republican Party's suburban voter problem. Mm. Right. That it is the president's um,
2: (laughs) suburban voter problem. What? That the suburban voters are for this or against it? What What does he say? I'm not understanding And every this. other Republican, just like all cops are racist, Chris, mm. every other Republican okay. on the ballot okay. is apparently standing against the president here saying yes. this is a huge problem. Yes. How dare the president simply pick this fight? How dare he do it? There's no issue there. It's just clearly everybody that is chanting all cops are racist and uh, football players who are taking a knee, knee, every non-white person out there knows that this is a problem. In fact, all the white people do as well. It's just President Trump who's trying to cause a problem. (laughs) This is nonsensical and propaganda. On one hand, this makes no sense. On the other hand, Chuck Todd is simply trying to, I guess, gin more people up for the agenda how do you say these things all people and the president picked a fight are you truly chuck todd that out of touch with that many americans have you not seen do you think the people that are saying oh you shouldn't be standing during the kneeling during the national anthem you should be still standing you think it's four people they're all wearing white robes and pointy hats is that what you think a little bit more
4: of the Republican Party's suburban voter problem, hmm. right? That it is the president's um, continuation of using, um, to be generous, dog whistles. Uh, others say, um, actually, they're not silent. You can hear the whistles pretty loudly. They're dog whistles.
2: That's what the president's doing. They're not really issues. It's dog whistles to gin up the base for political purposes. Chuck Todd, that is inaccurate, and quite frankly, it's insulting. And really inappropriate of somebody who is supposedly a journalist and unbiased. Back in a moment with more on The Morning Blaze.
0: The Morning Blaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on The Blaze Radio Network. with
1: doc thompson
2: sounds of charlottesville over the weekend i i have to laugh the boston globe has been contacting newspaper editorial boards all across the country okay they put out a call they're organizing a quote coordinated response to Trump's escalating enemy of the people rhetoric. So what they want is every newspaper this Thursday, August 16th, to run their own editorial um, response to Trump's enemy of the people rhetoric, as they say. Okay. They, uh, this is what they said. We propose to publish an editorial on August 16th on the dangers of the administration's assault on the press and ask others to commit to publishing their own editorials on the same day. So what they're saying is we want to collude with newspapers all across the country to stand as a free press. They want over at this point. Oh, there's over 100 that have already signed up. It may grow even more. They're saying we must stand united to be independent. Wow. This is the whole purpose that they're all colluding. Yes, they're against making him. his right against him. I support a free press more than they do, yeah. actually. I'm the one out there absolutely every day, even as I've said over and over when it comes to free speech, saying I can make arguments that they're not willing to make about the importance of free speech and what is protected under free speech, even screaming fire in a theater, as we've discussed. But you're saying, hey, let's all get together and tell him we're not all in on it against him. And how dangerous it is when he says we are. You all with me? The only way it would be worse is they were sharing the same editorial. Yeah, They're at least writing their
3: own. (laughs) Just Boston Globe uh, writes and everybody else prints it out.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You you don't get this is the whole point. You a-holes. You are missing it. Or you just don't care. They, I think, honestly, and I think I mentioned this the last couple of weeks, they are so twisted and bent that they think they're coming down on the right side of this stuff because they're starting at a position uh, or at a place with their own biases already fully established. It's that free speech thing. There are plenty of people here who start with free speech, not including hate speech. Mm-hmm. I say it's free speech say it if you choose, but suffer the consequences. It's constitutionally protected. They're saying absolutely doc, except there's some stuff that's not covered like hate speech. It just started. It's, it's, it's established in their mind. It's just a part of who they are. So when Trump says this stuff, boom, they've already started at that position. He is right about the fake news, fake news, whatever you call it, misreporting propaganda and bias is our enemy, of course, it's lies. If I lie to you, that should be considered an a, a, an act of an enemy. I mean, not a little lie. Like Chris, you look great today. You're losing weight, nicely <laughs> oh, done. You. you look thin. Thank you a little lie like that. Okay. Whoa. But if I'm actually lying to manipulate you to steal money or hurt you, which they clearly are trying to hurt him and the people by being biased with their propaganda, of course it is. Now Trump has not been clear, of course because he wants to blur those lines. Part of this is to gin up his base. It doesn't mean he's inaccurate about that part of it. He is. They are absolutely working against him and freedom and your values. And they're pushing propaganda. Now, they may think they're doing it for noble causes. Well, hate speech has no place in the world today. That's for me to decide. And that's for you to decide for yourself. Not for your readers. Not for your audience, your viewers. For none of that stuff. The good news for President Trump about this coordinated newspaper effort on Thursday.
3: Okay, what is it?
2: No one will know about it. Other than me just telling you about it,
3: you know who know about it? Trump. Trump, because he's the only he's one. He's the paper. Yes, he'll get all those one hundred sheets. There's some lady rain. in
2: like who's ninety in Peoria who gets a paper. There's probably a couple people in like the Florida Panhandle, but most people are never
0: going to see this until CNN reports on it. <laughs> the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: How was the uh, how was the weekend there, Chris? It was good. Got a long weekend. You gave me a long weekend, I so did. I want to
3: thank you. You're welcome. We yeah, know. still had yeah. to come in. You know, make sure that the actual first recorded show of the year went smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: were no timestamps, stamps if you noticed. Yes, no We time did not stamps. say a specific no, time we didn't. or anything like that. So, that's how you know. Yep. It, we just did not let it go. We did, we did not, not let it go. It go.
3: What uh, do yeah, you expect?
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're you jackals, expect? you know that. Yes. a challenge, right? Now, I, uh, Thursday evening, um, I had some unexpected uh, news and events pop up that required me at, uh, at home. Is everybody sooner. okay? Everything's fine. Everything's perfect. Everything's great. Everything's good to go.
3: What's the matter? So many... So many um, words, words for just saying that it's okay. Everything's fine. Yeah, but then it's you... It's been a little tricky. Uh, yeah. Some challenges uh,
2: with the kids and whatnot recently, but uh, but everything's good. It was... Uh, See, I
3: don't... I want to believe you. I really... Right. My heart wants to believe but, you. But... But I don't believe you. Why not? What's, what's it's the... Your smile, you're, your... No, you I'm keep... smiling because there's
2: some other stuff I want to share with you. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, yes, um, my emergency... On mm-hmm. uh, Friday, which I'll probably share with you at some point, but a few more tests, a few more studies. Anyways, <clears throat> that's all fine. So it gets to be uh, Saturday, and my wife had um, uh, a little party for the kids, mm-hmm. okay? A so, little little ice cream party for Cubby and some of his friends. And she had a bunch of little activities in the yard and stuff like this, and they could play in the water and whatever, but kind of a little ice cream social where they could make their own little ice cream Sundays and stuff. And that was fine. So some of their parents came with them to watch them. You know, they didn't just drop them off. We're hanging out. Well, she asked uh, a friend of hers if she would do face painting for the kids.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. All
2: right. And uh, her friend, uh, who is a very nice woman. Over and says, Oh, yeah, sure. So we see her uh, starting the face painting. She's over there, a little mm-hmm, table, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Cubby's mm-hmm. the first one to get his face painted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to share this on Twitter, but I want you to, to see this. Mm-hmm. Here's Cubby. You yeah!
3: see, yellow face?
2: Yes, she painted his face yellow. <laughs> now, when I say face painting, what were you conjuring up? Oh, a dog, a, a little cat. ladybug on your yeah, cheek, a you know, rainbow, yeah. a unicorn. You uh, get a little something on your yeah. cheek, right? Or something like that. Yeah. She painted the bottom half of his face yellow.
3: Yeah, It's like a reverse Simpson. Yeah,
2: he, uh, <laughs> right. He looks like he has a yellow beard. Yeah, that's right. That's what, and I'll tweet a picture of it so you see. And uh, we see Cubby Cub run it over. And you and I both look. And we're like, oh, okay. I guess he wanted his face yellow or something like that. So then he says to us, I want it off. Well, make sense. Right. There. right. He saw it. He's like, I want it off. <laughs> so you just starts wiping his face off, whatever. And later on, we're like, what the hell happened? What was going on? And I was like, I know what happened. What happened? Her friend misunderstood, had to. And she just confirmed via the text a minute ago. She's like, yep, here's what happened. Cubby went up, and she's like, "You want your face painted? What do you want?" And Cubby misunderstanding because she doesn't have little pictures normally. They have, yeah, little, yeah. Or, or they ask, "Do you want a Good unicorn? Dog, or do you whatever?" Cat, yeah. She just said, "What do you want?" Cubby said, "I want yellow." <laughs> she painted the bottom of his face. yellow. You, as the adult, go. Wait a minute. You want your face? You know. I think we gotta. Yeah. You're not gonna. He, and, also okay. good, he also good with liver failure as a look. <laughs> Jaundice. What do you want? Jaundice. Jaundice. Exactly. I was um, going more of a hepatitis type of thing. You're going to need to add some more greens or browns to that. It's like I look too healthy Well, he's right. acting exactly. the gonorrhea. What do you want? I want yellow. Do so you want like a unicorn? No, nope, nope. yellow. Yellow.
3: That we, uh, was it. So liver failure going on in here. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun. Little thing. So we
2: did that, and I uh, did a little yard work in that. How did that go? Um, good. I uh, pulled out the hedge trimmers and trimmed the hedges and a couple good. of extension cords.
3: Oh, that's not good. So,
2: huh?
3: Cut you, them right need, in half. You need that extension cord right
2: there. Just cut them. Yeah. Yep. Somehow
3: you decide that uh, yep. electric is better than you know the other one, but okay. well,
2: hedge trimmers are kind of tricky. I mean, they do they do have the. Gas ones of those or whatever, but hedge trimmers, whatever. Uh, yes, I cut through not one but two extension cords. <laughs> <laughs> I have not done that in twenty five years. Wow. I did it as a kid once or twice, and two of them.
3: Yeah, back to back, about twenty minutes apart. <laughs> <clears throat> so ticked. You were so uh, you know you were
2: focused. I had I was and I had a lot of trimming on like the out because we have like a little wooded piece. Thank you. A little trim mm-hmm. in there. Out uh, on the edge of the yeah. of our land, a little property there, a little property dividing line. There's some trees and whatever. So those things haven't been trimmed in forever. So I'm out there and I'm sure enough. And as you're trying to get the edge of the trees and whatever, a little cord gets over there. I was like, man, I can't believe I did that 20 minutes later. Man. Wow. Okay. That's it.
3: I'm done for today.
2: Yep. That was it. <laughs> Cut through two of those. I think this is an end. Not fun. Uh, So that was the weekend. All right, Doug, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. If you haven't tried yet, you are missing out by not ordering your field of greens at dot BrickHouseDoc.com. It's BrickHouseDoc.com for BrickHouse Nutrition. Uh, They have all kinds of great products. You can explore some of the other ones they have at BrickHouseDoc as well. It's um, the field of greens and the uh, Dawn of Dust that we've tried and had. Great success, very popular around here. The dawn to dusk is giving you that 10-hour energy boost. so You mm-hmm. get that, that uh, extended, slow-release energy throughout the day. You have long days like we do, you're going to need something. But if you use coffee or something like that, you get that crash. But Field of Greens goes more to the heart of being healthy in general. It's giving you those green vegetables that you need in your diet and you're probably not getting because pizza <clears> – <throat> Right? <laughs> so true. Chris, I have this pizza. I have some brisket. Yes. Um, I have this mac and cheese. Mm. I have a, a apple pie and mm. some ice cream right here. Mm. Or mmm steamed broccoli.
3: Ugh. Can I put some cheese on it? No,
2: no, no. Steamed broccoli. You can have that. Or you can no. have I mean you can have anything, but I mean here, I'm just gonna go give me the broccoli. No. I know you want that. No, mm. I
3: do not I'm
2: want sorry, that. would you rather the Brussels sprouts? Mm. Ooh, can I put here you cheese go. on that? No, no, no. Damn. I can mix the two though. And maybe some green <laughs> no. beans. No. I mean Yeah, some of these things I like, but they always pale in comparison. Think about it. It was not about being healthy, being in shape, losing weight, uh, certain diets that your doctor is prescribed for. Not for that. Mm -hmm. Which would you be eating every day Mm. for the rest of your life? I've said before, if it were not a health issue, I would have a nonstop milkshake. Yes. It, like an IV. It would carry me around. I would carry it around with me on one of those stands. It would be one of those big bags of milkshakes. I would just, I would never stop drinking milkshakes.
3: I concur with that. But I can't
2: because it's horrible for me. The calories, the fat, horrible. You got to eat the vegetables. Get them in your diet simply and easily with Brickhouse Nutrition's field of greens. Just go to brickhousedoc.com.
3: Jacko Angry Beaver saying, comma, it's a fancy butt.
2: What is? Comma. Oh, that's right. It is. She's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what the uh, head of the GOP did there. She didn't yep. put but, but that's what the comma yep. was. Yep. It was a a hidden but. Yes. It was a uh, clandestine, clandestine, masked but. Mm. It was not an obvious and overt but. Mm. She put, while freedom of speech is a core tenet of our democracy, comma. <clears throat> right. Because she could have written it, another way to write that, freedom of speech is a core tenet of our democracy, but, see, she didn't want to put a butt in there. She knew people would mention her butt. Yes. And in today's hashtag MeToo world, you cannot cannot do that. Mm -mm. So, yeah, you're right. That really was a fancy butt.
3: Uh, You guys, speaking, duck saying, okay, here's what is wrong with this show. Chris Cruz is wearing exactly the same thing he was wearing in the rerun from Friday really I have no idea I have to go back in I don't know what the real one was yeah I don't know uh cow's crab grass <laughs> tweeting know what I learned today wake up at 2 a.m for the morning blaze and having a beer this is true freedom or alcoholism or
2: one of the well you could be both I, I if, think, these things are not yes, mutually exclusive, no, true I, freedom and alcoholism
3: are yes, not mutually exclusive yes. Um, I feel like this is something that you will understand. Uh, I love Doc Doc's Tiny Sacks back in the day when athletes took a knee, they took a knee. <laughs> is that something you understand? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: It's figured- Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. So sh- they were both ice skaters. Okay. And they went to the Olympics. I think it was at the Olympics. It might have been the competition right before the Olympics. Anyways, uh, she had her boyfriend. Okay. Club her knees to knock her out of the competition. Oh,
3: wow.
2: <clears throat> Attacked her. Her wow. boyfriend's name was Jeff Galooli. <laughs> and that became a punchline for Letterman and everybody. Galuli I think it was Jeff Galuli Galuli
3: <laughs> See, I figured that was something was that Galluli, you wanted
2: to right? say. Yeah, Galooli.
3: I, I figured that was something you wanted to say. They took
2: a knee, right? <laughs> oh, okay. So okay. there was a tweet on uh, yesterday on Sunday. <clears throat> uh, somebody tweets a picture of one of these protesters in D.C., And she's holding up a sign that says, my great-grandfather fought the Nazis. Now it's my turn. Family tradition since 1941. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's out there protesting Mm it, right? mm -hmm. Um, She's fighting Nazis the same way... That they did in in the forties, that no. American soldiers is that is she fighting him
3: just like they No, she is not. Um, no, maybe she's having them just scowl their eyes out every time they look at her. Uh, is that, uh, <laughs> that's only she's <laughs> fighting Nazis. <laughs> I. <sighs> she's out there. Still like She's in
2: a foxhole.
3: She's uh, <laughs> no marching no. on France. No, no. She's, she's nice and, and chubby. <laughs> so I mean, she's getting you know, she's getting good uh, meals. Wow, you're mentioning mil- her weight. Our military guys were not eating that much, you know. They wow, were, uh, you bring yeah. She she is she's big she's a big lady she is she's a big girl there she's a big girl there's nothing wrong with that Um, but how
2: dare you bring that up Chris
3: because that's the only thing I could see her fighting with is she sitting on them
2: wow see I responded with a a real question about this what is your real question was her grandfather also in the battle of the bulge (laughs) because that was That was a battle. It was the Nazis' big push at the end of the...
1: (laughs) That was...
3: (laughs) Oh, oh, come on. You have to read the tweet by the guy that actually sent out that tweet.
2: Oh, Benny? Yes. He said, woman with a sign comparing herself to World War II veteran grandfather. I asked her if she would ever consider joining the army like her grandfather. Her answer, no way. I don't like taking orders from fascists. Um, no, here's the thing: the army will not take it because you're fat. Well, there's that. <laughs> but there's a couple of other there's failures. A, a lot of fellas in there. You're out there fighting the Nazis, just like your grandfather, who made a slightly bigger commitment than than marker on poster board.
3: Hey, different marker colors. You got a red, a black, two, three. And a blue. She's
2: blue as well. Yes, she. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say she actually made the sign. Who knows? Maybe she farmed it out. Her big commitment to fight Nazis. Uh, marker on poster board and hold it up in D.C. Her grandfather, or great grandfather, if he truly did, uh, was taken yes. to a foreign land and shot at, and bombed, Damn. and had to actually fight for his life. Probably at 18. But regardless, she said, "Ha ha! No way! Why? Because she doesn't like taking orders from fascists." Really? Uh, Nazis, fascists. <laughs> <laughs> really the same thing <laughs> does she not know that or was she saying that the military is full of fascists now because trump and stuff like that is that it but it wasn't is she saying it wasn't when her grandfather there's a difference now i guess so she's fighting the u.s military then, is what she's saying yep yep you're you're calling the u.s military fascist, fascist.
3: the same one that your great grandfather mm-hmm. was in
2: they weren't fascist then yeah okay wow that's uh odd Get the uh, tweets in with the hashtag What I Learned Today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. So remember the big uh, hullabaloo when Trump kicked out that female reporter? The CNN. Yes, yeah, CNN reporter. Right. And, of course, now everybody's standing, you know, how dare you attack the media this way and you got the Boston Globe, whatever. De Blasio kicked somebody out over the weekend.
3: Oh, where's the news on this? I
2: I had to actually search for the story. He was uh, asked a question. I don't know who the uh, what outlet might have been the New York Post. Ah, uh, no, wait a minute. Here it is. It was at the Dominican Day Parade in Manhattan. I don't know what uh, outlet the reporter was from, but he asked about a story that the uh, New York Post carried about the de Blasio administration uh, meeting with lobbyists. <coughs> and the reporter asked the question, what happened? Couple A uh, couple of the NYPD that are on the protection detail. Come over and grab the guy and carry him out, wow, and it's not like he was uh just a rabble rouser. he was a credentialed member of the a media. it was the guy from the post yes, too it was from okay, the post. so he was carrying about there uh the story was city for sale on the front page because the mayor was meeting with lobbyists, okay, and he asked about that they carry him out, so wow. this was not <clears throat> uh throwing out inappropriate comments uh anything sensational the post carried a story about the lobbyists he asked about the story what about meeting with lobbyists i would think that's pretty tame this isn't going hey mayor what about getting golden showers in russia uh from the steel docs dossier that's the type of stuff they ask trump all the time yep I'm not saying they shouldn't hold him accountable. They should. I'm just saying it's pretty salacious stuff they ask Trump about at times. De Blasio was asked about his administration meeting with lobbyists from a credentialed member of the press. And he had the NYPD drag the guy out. That seems a little hypocritical, doesn't it? Very, very. Uh, Did you see Nancy Pelosi? Nancy? Nancy Pelosi? I think we have audio on Nancy Pelosi on NBC.
3: What does she do now?
2: She was uh, talking about the media.
3: What did she say?
2: Okay, they asked her. This was on AM Joy being hosted by somebody other than Joy. okay, yeah. She must have been out. Anyways, it was AM (laughs) Joy on Sunday morning. They asked her about uh, her speakership if the Democrats regain the House. Okay. Okay? Okay. And Nancy had some interesting thoughts on it. Here we go.
3: Well,
5: let me just say, first of all, one, I mean, why not, if the Democrats take back the House, give up the gavel? Okay, hold on
2: one second. Uh, Why? Why would you, if you're head of the party, why would you give up the gavel? If you're doing, if you think you're doing a good enough job, why would you give it up? Why even bring that up? Because he is pushing the propaganda that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez somehow needs to... Her and her ilk need to take over the gavel. They need to run things. Because, listen, back that up just a second. He answer asked the question, she starts to answer, and he continues the question and says something about the Utes. Here we go.
5: In the run for speaker. Um, well, let me why, just well, say, well, first... Sure. Well, one, I mean, why not... If the Democrats take back the House, give up the gavel?
4: Well, first of all, let me just
5: say this, and I know NBC leaders. has been on a jag of this. This is one of their priorities to undermine my prospects as Speaker, but putting that aside, the I have not asked one
3: person. Wait, for wait, a vote. wait, wait.
2: So NBC is out to get Nancy. They don't want so her to be So The media is against her? Yep.
3: The media yep. is
2: against her. She's a victim, Chris. Oh, my God. Think
3: of it. She is absolutely a victim. I mean, Nancy Pelosi. Hold on. We're talking about the Democratic Party leader. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Victim. Is a victim of the media. Of the media, Yep. Taking her down.
2: Oh, <laughs> my gosh! Yep. You know,
3: Trump is right. <laughs> and according to Nancy Pelosi, the media is the enemy. Here's the thing. I think she's got a little something there. Yes, she
2: does. Um, I don't know if they're like, all right, listen, we take Pelosi down. She doesn't get that gavel. We all in agreement. Good. Adjourned. I don't think they're doing that. However, you don't think they want them some Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her ilk? They absolutely want that because the media is the extreme. Most of these people aren't just leaning to the left. They are the true progressives out there. They are propagandists. They're promoting this. They don't want Nancy there. And in general, a lot of Democrats are also looking for a change. They know part of the problem is the D.C. Uh, insiders, the people that have been there five hundred years, like Nancy Pelosi. I mean, Nancy came in in the second term, um, right after they ratified the Constitution. She was, she was, she was the first new wave. She was the next generation she, she after that. She was the that.
3: first blue wave, right? She was the first blue wave.
2: No, she's been in there that long, yeah. and they also want that. So I do think there's something to it. But for you, Nancy, to cry victim Shut over up. this stuff, you haven't benefited. It's like me going. Chris, I am a victim Oh, well, what? Happened? because you didn't bring me pizza today. You've what? brought me pizza every other day for the last 47 years. But today you didn't bring me pizza and no, I'm a I victim. Didn't.
3: How are you a victim?
2: They've helped you every other day. Maybe you've gotten enough spoils. Yes. Maybe you've gotten enough of that. And now, how dare they support somebody else and give them <laughs> undue coverage and propaganda? A little more from Nancy.
4: Well, first of all,
5: uh, let me just say this. And I know NBC latest. has been on a jag of this. This is one of their priorities to undermine my prospects as speaker. But putting that aside, the I have not asked one person for a vote. I haven't asked a candidate or an incumbent for a vote. It's important, and I know better than anybody how important it is for us to win this election because I see up close and personal what the Republicans and this president are doing.
2: She hasn't asked one person, not one. She's asked like 435 Four hundred and people. <laughs> does, does she have to ask them at that point? Of course not.
3: Oh, she doesn't have to do a thing. No. She's got that much power. Yes. She's
2: done it. It's a foregone conclusion. You vote for Nancy or it's going to be trouble. Right? They start working against you. And by the
3: way, we know it's not her.
2: It's the whip. Get him into shape. It's the whip. It's it, Right, exactly. It's all everybody else in yes. leadership. They're all like, you get out there and get for Nancy. I'm not saying
3: to vote. Hey, did you tell him to vote, right?
2: Okay. That's it. You don't have to. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> when you haven't been in that position, then you have to go out and ask for it at some point. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today.
0: Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, the Blaze Radio Network, the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: So we uh, had that girl, the one who was fighting the battle of the bulge. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, I, I have a great uncle who died at the battle of the bulge, so i think a little bit of a pass. okay, okay, okay. Just okay. a little bit, and okay. I am also battling the bulge. <laughs> I think um, me too. Yes. She was talking about uh, World War II veterans, yes. and she's uh, she was out there yes. in D.C. fighting just yes. like those guys fighting Nazis. Mm-hmm. No, not so much. We told you the story of one of those guys who was truly fighting Nazis back in the forties. Um, a gentleman, Captain um, uh, Starks, George W. Starks. We told you his story when we interviewed a lady just a month ago. Yeah, uh, about her book called Coffin Boys, mm-hmm. and she told us over the weekend that he passed away.
3: Yeah, he passed away. His funeral was on Saturday. I think it was very sad. Now here is a true American hero. Went
2: to went to war when he was nineteen. <laughs> And uh, just an amazing story. He was in uh, Florida. Um, the the book is, again, called Coffin, uh, Coffin Corner Boys. One bomber, ten men, and their harrowing escape from Nazi-occupied France. And uh, the book's still available. Yeah. We interviewed her a while ago. But I think you reposted the interview. Yes, I did. We reposted to the social, interview. On social media? Yep,
3: on social media, yeah. We so, reposted the interview. And it's really interesting because it, it, I read the book because I love <laughs> World War II stories. And this guy, Doc. whew. A veteran that you really wanted to talk to. He died at 94. So talk about that. Uh, I
2: don't know, man. I don't know.
3: You don't know what? Uh,
2: sure. The guy's in France. He's yeah. uh, trying to escape from Nazi-occupied yes. France. Yes. People are shooting at him. Yes. I mean, they call him Coffin Boys because yes. of like a flying coffin yes. and whatever. But did he ever hold up a poster board?
3: You know what? No, I can't. Did he yeah. ever
2: take out three colors of Sharpie? And uh, write a sign and hold it up. Stand there. No, he
3: was too busy getting fired at, and and well. make sure that he doesn't get a you know headshot.
2: All right, sure. If you consider that fighting Nazis,
3: I do. You know, I do. You do. I do. Get into plenty shooting them. <laughs> that's what I consider fighting the Nazis. Not a freaking fat pig holding a sign. Hold it. Three colored sign. Sorry, a fat pig holding a three sign All right, colored very good. Sign. Thank you. Give her
2: her due. <laughs> And a donut. Hey, <laughs> Tate, the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson
2: wow i'm uh, really torn i uh, i saw the interview of kanye west with jimmy kimmel yeah and uh wow i'm left i'm torn because there are moments of lucidity moments where i hear kanye and i say you know he's He's trying to make a really good point there, and there's, there's a little, you know. I'm I'm trying to help him. Hmm. It's like a little kid, you know, like performing or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, as yeah, a yeah. parent, you kind of lean forward <laughs> on the edge of your seat, like ah, ah. You almost there. Almost there. You're, you're kind of Tuesday. Just see Tuesday, Tuesday uh, <laughs> right? Oh. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Good job. Good job. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> you almost got yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> His first part was good, you know. But the whole time they're saying it, you're like, eh, Awaken can you? No, no, you didn't do it. You didn't get it done there. Uh, and that was Kanye's interview. Yes. He mentioned love, not hate, you know, and had good. some, you know, okay. He mentioned pride. Yes. He said, you know, pride um, gets a, uh, how do you say it is? People think of it as being a a positive Mm -hmm. and it's not. It's basically a bad thing. It's one of the seven deadly sins, he says. Hmm. And yet he was prideful the whole
3: time, arrogant and boastful. Yeah, that's one thing about Kanye. Kanye does not know anything but proud and arrogant and um, is about me.
2: He's more of a do as I say, not as I do sort of thing, you know, type of thing. But anyways, I've got a little piece of it that the whole time I'm like, I want you to Oh there. no, you didn't quite get it. Little piece when he's um, he's talking about the failures of education. Mm. Okay, here we go. Kanye West on with Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Do you ever regret anything you say, or is it just like you just look at it like, hey, I put it out there; it's out there. There's no point regretting it.
5: I think people focus too much on the past and focus too much on regret okay hold it right there now
2: chris do you agree with that yes
5: i do too people do we regret
2: and uh regrets a killer right yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and give him that he's right about that too much on the past. here we go (laughs) (laughs)
5: do you ever regret anything you say or
2: is it just like you just look at it like hey i put it out there it's out there there's no point regretting it
5: i think people focus too much on the past and focus too much on yes. regret. Mm-hmm. Even like when you deal with schools, like you take like the slave idea. My my point is, I've heard of history class. Yes. I I've never heard of a class that breaks down how you you know balance a checkbook or how you control your finances. Uh, which are,
2: wait a wait a minute my, wait a minute, it's called math.
3: Yes, but do they teach you how to balance a checkbook?
2: Some, some do. I had a business math class.
3: And what year was that?
2: Um, that would have been my junior or senior year. Yeah, uh, it's 2018. I think it senior
3: year, yeah. You don't need to balance a checkbook. That's, well, that's, there that's, is that's that. my first. That's my first thing. Is like you don't need to balance a checkbook. I will.
2: Uh, yeah, I understand. If he's talking financial <laughs> literacy when it comes to your own then finances, I'll him, yes, I'll give him that. Your you know online accounts yes. balance those. Yeah, checkbook. Yeah, right. But um. Yeah, there are classes that do this. There absolutely are. He's never heard of a class like that. No, he hasn't. Okay, I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, you're close, Kanye. If he mentioned, you know, we need to concentrate more on financial literacy, and it wasn't standard that they taught you while teaching math to balance your checkbook back in the day and stuff like this, you're absolutely right. So I'll give him that, that there's, you know, no financial literacy. Focus on that. I'm trying for you, Kanye.
5: My father never taught me that. And I've never heard of a future class. Uh, so, whoa,
2: whoa. They... <laughs> uh, I haven't heard of one of those either. No, me neither. That's because it's the future.
3: <laughs> yes. You can't predict what's there.
2: Yeah. What is a future class? Yeah. If they, okay, if you want to talk about tech, like, like technology, technology, yeah. Okay, that's science. You could talk about. Yeah. There's magazines and, hey, this is what we're working on. And, yeah. Okay, what does he mean by future?
5: My father never taught me that, and I've never heard of a future class. So they keep us so focused on history that we start to believe that it actually repeats itself. And we become. Hold it, hold it, hold
2: it. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Okay, there's so much of those little. i Oh, you're please. so close, you're so close. Oh,
3: you didn't. please break that down because i
2: oh. Of course,
3: we're supposed to know about history so it doesn't repeat itself.
2: Well, the first thing is, see, you can report on history because there's something to report. The yes. future is called speculation. Yes. There's nothing to. There's no definitive. You could say. Um, what is your future going to hold? Like, if he said your guidance counselor, most guidance counselors don't do a good job of saying, hey, here's all what you could mm-hmm. do, or here's tech. What, what the hell would a future class be? And he goes, where people start thinking it actually repeats itself. Kanye history repeats itself. No, it's not some loop where, I did this before. Hitler again. I did it before. Here I am again. Here I am again. What is this? Hitler is coming out. Like deja vu. It's like the Matrix or something. Where people think it actually repeats itself. When I say those who uh, forget history are doomed to repeat it, it's not some weird sci-fi thing where I'm like, I've loop. been in this loop before, the Starship Enterprise it's some weird anomaly in space, and uh, now the cards are coming up the same again. I- that's not what a talk. Does he not understand uh, that? I they don't mean, know. Similar themes. People, new generations, new people, sometimes even you, will make the same mistakes if you don't remember. It's called um, <laughs> learning from your mistakes. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's an easy way to say those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. If it's not learning from your mistakes, it's learning from somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Right? Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't have a policy of appeasement when it comes to dictators.
3: Mm. <laughs>
2: maybe uh, mm. Neville Chamberlain, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Huh. Stuff like that. That's all we're saying there, buddy. So, uh, yeah, that seems... Oh, you were so close. Oh, you're so... And <sighs> d- does he mean something else? I don't know, but... does he look- saying, uh, okay, everybody, it's required that you take a future class, your junior year. I want to introduce you to... To what? To... Uh, um, mephophilia, he's the uh, the soothsayer that teaches the class.
3: <laughs> but what is he
2: going to teach, ladies and gentlemen? Your teacher for the future class, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo is here to teach you. Miss Cleo. <laughs> Did everybody bring their tarot cards <laughs> tarot. today? <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, don't forget your crystal balls. <laughs> Everyone knows Friday is crystal ball day here in the futures class. Uh, Monday, we launch um, as part of our new semester. Uh, tea leaf reading. <laughs> we will be finishing up uh, your chicken bone chicken reading bones? projects. Oh, good. good so good, have good, those good, in good, to good, me good. by four today, or you will get an incomplete. But you already knew that, didn't you? <laughs> and I already know who's not going to complete it. Got, so, uh, by the way, welcome to futures class. I've already posted your grades for the year. That's. Part of- <laughs> Part of initiation, orientation, day one. Uh, yeah, your grades are already posted, and um, okay, here we go. I'll see you
3: tomorrow. <laughs> or will you? That'll be first. Or will test. you? That's the first. I want your answer on the piece of paper? <laughs> Am right. I going to see you tomorrow? That's right. Yes or no.
2: <laughs> what will I be wearing? <laughs> All right, now I'm thinking of a number
3: one through ten. Uh, You guys got it? All right. All that. That is your pop quiz. Oh, you already knew that pop quiz was coming. And you already knew you know what? It's so tricky to surprise you with the pop quizzes.
2: (laughs) Except you, Steve, and that's why you're gonna get it at F.
3: That's the reason you
2: failed for the semester in a year from now.
3: Uh, Does he mean like Harry Potter World? Like, are we gonna get
2: (laughs) a futures class? What does that mean? And Kimmel's just like, mm-hmm, you're being an idiot. Uh, yes. I'm getting gold here, Jerry Gold. <laughs> but you could just say, Kanye, what do you mean by that? Do you mean counselors that better work with people for the future? Or do you talk about tech or prepare people for yeah. the world? If you're talking about balancing a checkbook and the future and preparing people for the future, what the future will be, fine. But what is a futures class?
3: But but I also think that it, all the classes have that. They are preparing you for the for whatever you want.
2: Well, okay. Okay. Um, we have had a bit of a failure, especially under the Obama administration where they kept pushing everybody to go to college. Yes. And it's wonderful to learn more. It's wonderful to go to college and to say after you get out of your high school years, you should learn something. But the fact that they didn't include the trades and it was all college, college, college yeah. because they're indoctrination centers. They yeah. know what they're doing. Okay, A little more from Kanye and his futures class.
5: And we become overly traditional and we can't advance as a race of beings. We get too caught up in the past and what everyone's saying and what everyone's tweeting. And sometimes you just have to be fearless enough to break the simulation. And when I mean simulation, is what I mean.
2: Okay, he was back to it. Oh, okay. uh, We're too caught up in people tweeting. That's not really the past. That just means you're caught up in the media world. The stuff that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The unimportant things and the media and the social media. Okay, I'm back to all... Little thing, he's getting so close to performing, he's so close. You could break the effing simulation. Yes. Did he mean cycle? Break the cycle? Mm. Or simulation? Well, let's find out what a simulation, what he means. Here we go. To
5: break the f- simulation. And when I mean simulation, that's yes. what I do mean by what do you mean? The simulation. Sorry, uh-huh. I know you guys wanted to clap, but everything I'm going to say is going to be amazing. Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, hold on a second. That was the first rule that we didn't play, but I mentioned yes. about pride. Uh- being he one just of the seven deadly death. sins. But hold on,
3: guys. I got, it's gonna, don't clap. It's going to be amazing. You know, what I'm about to say is going to blow your mind.
2: You know, he likes Trump.
3: Yes, he does.
2: Everything I say is going to be amazing. Yes. It'll be beautiful. It'll be fantastic. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
5: all right, here we go. Simulation. Here's an idea why you're, you're in a simulation. Here it is, Chris. <laughs> Let's start with acting, first of all. Acting. And a two-year-old uh, screams at a restaurant. The entire restaurant screams, teach that kid how to act we're all unpaid actors in some giant script that we didn't write
2: hold on hold on ah very
5: high bra,
3: very, very uh, cerebral yes that is right yes that is very up here right now
2: was it shakespeare who said all the world is a stage sure let's, let's all the like people him. are merely players making their entrance as an it exercise. sounds
3: like shakespeare
2: i think that was is that what he said wow so. he's paraphrasing Shakespeare, we're all unpaid actors. Okay, he's bringing this back. Yeah.
5: You're right there, Kanye. You're winning us over. Here we go. Simulation. A two-year-old jumps on a coffee table and someone says, that's a coffee table. Don't jump on that. So it went from being something that makes him feel like Superman. He's got his cape on to something where he has to think okay, about well. this person. It's like a family member. He doesn't like anyway. He's two years old. He doesn't think give- of about a coffee or a table. Okay, and hold,
2: stu- on, hold, hold on, he's, he's Oh, you're so close. He's losing... Did that just get really personal? It did. Like he got the hell beat out it of it did. for jumping on a coffee yes. table when he was a oh kid. Oh my god, just
3: Kanye! Just imagine that. All of a sudden, he's he like would just
2: flashback. I, and they, maybe they have a cape on. Yeah, and maybe yeah. it's the '80s. And they don't hate him. And I maybe mean, they, they don't. Him. And maybe he didn't get the GI Joe he wanted. And maybe his name was Kanye. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe they lived here at this address. And wait, what? Okay, here we go. All the world's a stage. It's coffee table.
5: He's two years old. He doesn't think of about a coffee or a table and he's starting to like calculate all these things and by the time you're 40 years old you've got a wall full of coffee tables calculating you into traffic calculating you into <laughs> your career choice calculating you into this house townhouse that's not quite as big as the townhouse next and it just never works you know that's the simulation that i'm talking that's what i mean when i say simulation
2: nailed it are you sure?
5: Nailed it.
3: Brought it back. What did you didn't hear about are the wall sure? full of coffee tables and the simulation? I really want to be like, "Hey, Kanye, w- and show me this coffee table where they touched you," because obviously he has an issue with <laughs> his coffee crying. table. Someone either touched
2: him or a coffee table touched him. He didn't give an f about coffee or tables, and now he's got a wall full of them that are simulating and calculating me into traffic. What
3: is? is, is are those the new lyrics? Oh. Uh,
2: I got it. What is it? Oh, now it makes sense. I wish I would have known this going in. Is he announcing his new pot line in Colorado? (laughs) Is that what it is? Because you know he's a promoter.
3: He is a promoter, yes. Yes, yes I've got yes. my
2: new strain of uh, hemp that I'm promoting. Coffee, It'll be available coffee in table all hemp. That's why it's coffee. It's called the coffee table. It's for people who don't give an F about coffee or tables, but feel like they have a wall full of coffee tables simulating them into traffic every day. What? He oh, was so... All the world's a stage. Oh, my gosh. He's paraphrasing Hitler. You're right. We're all just unpaid actors in the... And then what if I was on a coffee table as a kid and they told me to get down and they beat me? And I don't like that. And I don't like it. I had a cape on. I was Superman. And now I don't have a cape.
3: Crazy. Very. So close to getting it. So close. All right. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Did you calculate yourself into traffic today? I, I did not. I did not. Did you? No, I don't have a wall full of
2: coffee tables. I'm, <laughs> I'm too poor to even have a coffee table. I, I, don't, have
3: I don't have a coffee table either. The so. only
2: reason I have coffee is because of American Pride Roasters and DM. <laughs> he, he knows it'll be bad if I don't have it. That's it. That's all I got. So I'm calculating about the coffee. You know
3: what I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a coffee table book? <laughs>
2: About coffee tables? Yes, about coffee tables. You're calculating the coffee, the coffee table, table book will, about co- Yes, yes. Wow, so cray-cray. Do you hear what I mean, though? It, he's like, yeah. oh, you're so close. Oh, no, no, you didn't do it. Sorry.
3: No. Oh, but now, oh, okay. I get all the world's a stage and um, he coffee started, tables. He's starting to remind me of uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was so close as well. <clears throat> When he was like, what is this all about when he right. stormed that New York, whatever it was? Right. They
2: they get on this, so close. They are. Kanye's not as close. He's got a little more Craig going oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 But uh he's down that road further than a lot of them. I mean, Deborah Messing or Michael Moore and whatever Michael Moore's new movie, where he's like, uh F Hope. Yeah. F hope. Hope doesn't exist. That, wait, that hope and change. That was your, that your was, big yeah. thing. Now, all hope is gone because of Trump. Wow. He's, he's basically, and I'm trying to remember the exact quote that I saw over the weekend from his new movie, but it was like, this is the end of the world. Trump is Armageddon time. Wow. This is it. Where." You know, the seventh seal is broken. Trump got elected. It's in. This the is, horses it's done. just went through. That's it. The, you know, the four horses. Oh, there they go. That's that's what he's saying in this movie. That's how triggered he is. Wow. So, yeah, if you look at it by comparison, Kanye is doing all right. Yeah. He gets a couple little pieces, right? Damn. All right, quick break. Then we'll come up with some of your tweets on The Morning Blaze.
0: You are listening to the smooth sounds of The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On The Blaze Radio. does hold a record for something the most career firings in a lifetime this is the morning blaze with doc thompson
3: you know what? <laughs> for now i just want to thank kanye i really just want to thank him i really just want to thank him what wow. he did for us right now was fantastic and beautiful is it tj toppin tj toppings
2: yes wow uh wow DJ i don't toppin. know if anybody can anybody
3: top that today? i don't know
2: can you top TJ Toppin? I don't think so. He tweeted a meme of uh, Lawrence Fishburne with the eye with the glasses, dark glasses from Matrix, Matrix and it says, "What if I told you there is no coffee table?" Neo. "What if I told you the coffee table doesn't exist? There is no coffee table, Neo."
3: Come on, man. That's TJ Toppin. Wow. Wow. Oh, we got to tweet that at Kanye, too. Yes, you have to tweet that at Kanye, yes. yes.
2: What if I told you there is no coffee table? <laughs> wow, get him in. Hashtag what I learned today. You
3: got Big Daddy-O saying, if you start with Shakespeare and follow up with Kramer's coffee table book, you're doing it wrong. You. Do- <laughs> it was so close. He was so, <laughs> so, close. so close. Am I the only one
2: who thinks that? Is that a good observation? No, it is a good observation. Because, I- like, listen, we played some of the Jim Carrey stuff and some of the others who are really close. They're like, they say everything right or darn near everything right, and they end it with, and that's the reason we need more government.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, they're, they're, seriously,
2: they're like, listen, um, all those people out in Charlottesville on both sides are wrong. You got fascists and communists. They're both horribly wrong. The media, they say everything we say, and then they're like, which is the reason I'm supporting candidates that want bigger government. And you're like, oh, uh. dude, you were so close. Kanye's not that close. But there are moments of lucidity. I'm like, wow, that's actually really profound. Well, no, not now. You got blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah,
3: blah. Kanye believes taking the blue pill will free you from the coffee table It'll simulation. It'll free you from the coffee
2: table situation simulation. simulation yes. Yo.
3: Justice Sprung not saying, I think Kanye likes the blah, blah more than Doc Thompson.
2: He really does. He does. He loves the blah, blah. He what are you going to say? If you want to be freed from the coffee table constraints, a wall full of coffee tables where you have to navigate them throughout your life, Neo. If you're tired of the coffee tables, then break out of the simulation, the matrix simulation, and chart your own course. Become an Earthwater affiliate. Join their affiliate program, and you can start your own stream of revenue. Bound not by your current simulation of going to work with coffee tables every day, calculating yourself into traffic as you head to that job. Just sign up today at the theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Their affiliate program is actually pretty cool. You can make a 40% weekly commission off of everybody that you get to sign or to uh, purchase um, the Earthwater. Everybody that you convince is like, hey, try this. You have a party. You serve the earth water. You tell friends and family you're drinking it because, uh, you know, how healthy it is for you. People are like, what's that? It's earth water here. Sign up here. They sign up through you. They get a discount when they purchase and you get a 40% weekly commission. It's awesome. You don't have to ship the stuff, you don't have to house it in your house. It's all done through Amazon. There's not a minimum, none of that stuff. All you have to do is sign up at the blaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up today. It's a great product and a great opportunity for you to make a 40% weekly
3: commission. Doc sock <laughs> tweeting out what I learned today. Kanye was trapped in the matrix and took both the red and the blue pill, <laughs> then took the yellow pill and then the green pill all at once. <laughs>
2: Do you want the red pill or the blue pill, Kanye? (laughs) I'm going to take them both. I'm going to take them both.
3: And those two extra pills you have in your pocket for the next person you pull, Mm -hmm. I'll take them too. I'll take those. In fact, give me two
2: blues and three reds. (laughs) 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 You know what? I know. I got a whole wall full of coffee tables.
3: A wall full of them. (laughs) What? By the way, Big Daddy are bringing it back saying, apparently Kanye's not a fan of Cosmo Kramer's book. He's not. He's not at all. He was triggered when he watched that episode in the 90s. He was like, whoa. Whoa. No, we cannot make that happen. I
2: remember having a cape on. By the way, Stormy Daniels' attorney, Michael uh, Avenatti.
3: Avenatti, yes, yes, yes.
2: Running for president. (laughs) What? He's running for president. He's well, what not country? officially announced. <laughs> what country? <laughs> President the country? of the United States. I know. Shocking. What party? Democrat. <clears throat> okay. Now, he is not officially announced yet, but he has been touring all over Iowa. And, oh. he's, go- and he's going to New Hampshire, New Hampshire? in uh, just a couple of weeks. Oh, and then oh, yeah. back to Iowa.
3: Oh, yeah. He's running. Right. Oh, yeah. He's doing the. That you think Kanye
2: and the coffee tables is gold. This oh, guy's
3: going to be good. Michael
2: Avenatti. I, I, let me just say, I do not want him to be president. Let's make that clear. Absolutely, I'm not supporting him uh, being president. But I'm supporting him running for president. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do everything we can to say, Michael, you got this. You can do
3: this. Let's support his act of running. Is that, what, is that a good way to say it? Supporting
2: his... Act of running? His act of running, but not the candidate. Yes. His candidacy... But not the campaign. Does that work?
3: Okay, I think we
2: we need we need a way to distinguish yeah, we that. Need,
3: yes, we do. Yes,
2: we need to. Because listen, he doesn't got this.
3: Nobody knows who he is.
2: He doesn't he? Does not got this. In no way does he got. I this. I think I could get more votes than him. I think you could. He does not got this. But we need to tell him he's got. Yeah, this. Oh, he got this b- because this will be gold we in need the to campaign. Send him words,
3: words of encouragement. He is so
2: douchey and so yes. arrogant. He is so over the top. Oh yeah, and. He was the closing speaker at the Democratic Wingding in Clear Lake, Iowa. It's a regular event of theirs. And this is seen as one of the front runners to your candidacy. you got to appear in place in Iowa, including this Democratic Wingding. He said, what I fear for this Democratic Party that I love is that we have a tendency to bring nail clippers to gunfights. Oh, Wow. Tell me that's not going to be gold. Yes. He said, tonight I want to suggest a different course. Okay. I believe that the Democratic Party must be a party that fights fire with fire. Oh. When
3: they go low, I say
2: we hit harder.
3: Whoa. Oh, I want him <coughs> to run, run. Not get the presidency. I think we have to figure this out. Okay, right. Now, a couple funny things. Okay.
2: Michelle Obama is that when they say low, we, we go high, high like yes. take the high road. Yes. Not only is he saying, no, we do worse than we that, worse. which is like Rahm Emanuel, But he said, uh, the party that fights with fire, when they go low, I say we hit harder. (laughs) He's mixing metaphors there. He is. He's going to be awesome as a candidate. We need him. Yes. Tweet at him and encourage him to run.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
2: Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
0: 888-900-3393 The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson
2: Stinky tweeting. Kanye is around ninety-five monkeys and seventy-five typewriters short of Shakespeare. <laughs> you know <what> that is. <laughs> no. Where they say if you put hundred monkeys in a room with hundred typewriters, oh, yeah, long yeah. enough they'll eventually type As out a Shakespeare, Shakespeare play played? or whatever. Yes, yeah.
3: yes, I remember that. Uh, did you see what Chinese American patriot wrote? No. Uh, Kanye will be so triggered by this math and a coffee table.
1: <laughs>
3: it's just has a coffee table, table and a math that's why he wanted right like how far
2: space that you like it's a diagram of where where you space out a coffee is that, table is that, a what,
3: is that what he wanted right he wanted math and to remove the coffee table that's right done yep,
2: yep I think you're right <laughs> well and the future uh, oh, a couple true, of people uh, going down the same route uh, uh, Cubby McCubby face and Jeff in exile both with a similar theme Mitt Romney really Uh, What Mitt Romney really had was a binder full of coffee tables, and Kanye has a binder full of coffee tables. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Also had uh, Lori D. Jackhole. So that's what at Doc Thompson's show went home, for an ice cream party for toddlers. No, that's not why. That was just an added torturous moment. That was just an extra thing to make my already tricky weekend more tricky. TMB listener 420, dude, like... That coffee table might just have a big bong on it. (laughs) I'm sorry, big old bong on it. I tweets with uh, hashtag what I learned today at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. PatriotMobile.com is waiting for you to sign up for an account today so the two of you can help battle all the crazy that we've been talking about today. See, when you sign up for a Patriot Mobile account, just a little bit of your money goes to support conservative organizations and candidates, things and people and ideas that you support as well. Things like um, the NRA, for example, that is having a really difficult time now. So you don't have to do a whole lot. You'll likely save money, get better service coverage and customer service, a cheaper phone, and some of that money will stop working against you, like with all the progressive mobile companies out there. Every one of them is progressive. And actually start working for things that you support. So sign up for an account today at PatriotMobile.com slash doc. It's PatriotMobile.com slash doc. You can also call 800 A Patriot. You sign up today and start putting your money to work for you. And they've got great deals this month as well. They've got some really cool
3: stuff. Yeah, they do. You can get any kind of iPhones that you need.
2: Any kind of iPhone. Yes. In fact, I think it's while supplies last. Yeah, while supplies last, yes.
3: And you could also get the Androids if you really want those.
2: But they got iPhones. $4 a month per phone while supplies last. And different ones, too. So it's not like, ah, you got to pick this one. And like you said, they do have some Androids for crazy (laughs) people that want the Androids. (laughs) If you hurry and join uh, Patriot Mobile, uh, they'll give you those for $4 a month because it's while supplies last. But sign up today, patriotmobile.com slash doc. If you use the promo code doc, they'll also waive the activation fee. Goodbye. Oh, bye. Goodbye. So sign up today. Hey, sticking with our uh, crazy theme, because Kanye's right there, let's go even crazier now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> she um was flown to Hawaii to... <laughs> Speechify and support a candidate Mm. who, by the way, lost.
3: (laughs) She is. You know what? I want them to keep telling her, I need you to support this candidate. Right. Exactly. So far, she is zero and what? Seven.
2: She's an albatross. She's the kiss of death for him. Yeah. Oh, she's you. She endorses you. Now, I don't know if that's her. That she's like that weight mm-hmm. that brings him down, or it's the people that would have her are the extremists. The extremists. It could be that, could but be let's that, just go yeah. ahead and blame her. You know yeah. that's playing on her. <laughs> Yo. Especially at 25 and you're new. She's like, damn it, not one of them, not one. If she gets one, oh, she'll yeah. be giddy. She'll be yes. giddy crazy. Yes. Okay, so they fly her out. She's speechifying for the guys. She's on stage. She speechifies for a while. They're all like, you're so fantastic. So and good. she wraps up the speech. Okay. Okay. And they just start clapping and going crazy. And she leaves the podium and walks away, having never mentioned the candidate that she was flying flying no, out no, to endorse. No, did
3: they, they didn't know who to vote for. They were still looking for Alexandria Castillo cortez on the stupid sheet. Right. They're, <laughs> they're like, I don't see her. I, I was ready her. to vote for I her. I huh. ready. They're like, "Hey, go
2: back out there and endorse him. His last name is Inge. Like, go back, go." So, she, I got the audio for you. People are clapping for like ten seconds or something. She walks off stage, and you see her walk back on. And she's like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm here for uh, the people who paid for my flight to come to Hawaii." What's his name again? Here you go. Here it is.
1: <laughs> Woo! Damn,
2: Stage. She's gone. And then? And, with
1: that,
2: and with that, I want to introduce to you my brother in that struggle, struggle, our brother in that struggle, but our champion for that vision who will fight for that two days from now, but also who will fight for it in the decades to come, Angela. So there it is. It's her brother, brother. in the fright, fight. I believe she really believes he's like a brother in the fight because it's easy to forget your family. Oh, yeah. Most of them you want to forget. Yes, yes, it's her yes. brother in the fight. Very passionate <laughs> about him.
3: Wow. She is just the gift that keeps on giving with this stuff. She's another one. is like, you know, I'm want you know, i willing to say, you know what? Just give her that one seat out of 400 and something seats. Just give her that one seat. Yes. If, just, if I just was... Just give her that one seat.
2: If I was assured the democrats would not take power i'd say just go ahead we gotta yeah. we gotta give a
3: you seat. know she could replace bernie just just give her a seat and then we'll, when bernie dies off she'll be on new bernie i mean
2: capitol hill needs that sort of comic relief you they need that do. around there they do maybe we could hire her if she's not if she's okay. not taking official seat we just hire her to be like the court jester there <laughs> She's bump, bump, da 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 bum, ba, da da, bump, as you go into the. They're like, "Oh, there she is, ladies and gentlemen." You want a little yeah. laugh? Stand over here <laughs> while you're waiting to go into the movie about how they built the Capitol. Uh, here's the movie. Uh, here's uh, Alexandria casio Cortez <laughs> performing right over here. She'll
3: she'll take questions afterwards. She loves questions.
2: She does love questions. Two drinks. Don't forget to tip, tip your waitress. She um she had a clip that uh, someone uh, had um, posted on social media was making its way around. And I need to dive in and see if I can find out more about it. Mm, I'm not willing to criticize her on it. Do you know what I'm talking about?
3: I think so. The one where
2: she said they are not elected, they're appointed.
3: Appointed, yeah.
2: I think people have taken that out of context. Mm. And she she says so many dumb things without taking things out of context. Now, maybe they didn't. Maybe she really believes that members of Congress were all appointed. I think she was speaking metaphorically, Or she was speaking about the party heads, mm. not the the members of Congress. Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> maybe she means members of the Trump. She says, like, she doesn't say who specifically she's talking about. So while that made its way around, uh, I'm just saying let's make sure it's accurate. Mm-hmm. She's a goof regardless. You don't need to gin things up or or, excuse me, invent things. You don't need to make things up. So we'll see. I'm going to dive in and see if we can get more info on it or whatever. She may really believe that people were appointed not elected.
3: Where do you stand on that? On which? Do you think she actually thinks that people are appointed and no, not elected?
2: I, I know. Okay. Yeah, like I said, she's dumb. I don't think she's that dumb. That She thinks that seriously, she's running for a member of Congress. She thinks those ones in there all got appointed? No. If she means... um. Is there a current member of the Senate that filled out a seat that was appointed by a governor? Did she mean that? But she mentions multiple people. I think she means more like party heads, you know, something like that. Or she's talking metaphorically, um, saying that they've been off in office so long that it's just kind of the party system that we have. If it's something like that, but I'm going to get to it and we'll see. I just don't want to, you know, uh, paint her in the wrong light because there's plenty of things to really criticize her for. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to get a break in early because there's a lot of stuff we got to cover, including the secret tape from, uh, Amarosa.
3: Oh yeah. She taped the president according to her.
2: She re- she recorded John Kelly. Oh, okay. So the story is Amarosa who was on the apprentice yes. and worked for the Trump administration during the trans during the campaign, during the transition. And for the first roughly year, of him as president. She worked for him as a special advisor, I think communications director at the White House, and then got fired by John Kelly. She recorded John Kelly firing her Mm -hmm. in the situation room. Mm -hmm. And supposedly she has heard a a tape of Trump using the N-word. Yes. And she writes about this in her new book, Unhinged. (laughs) There's so much to get into, but I do want to get a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, share all that information because this is going to be... Uh, damaging to the president, people automatically want to believe this stuff. It's going to be pretty damning. We'll get it, uh, get to it next on the Morning Blaze.
0: Speak your mind. 88-90-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: This is is going to be damning to the president for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is at a time when people are screaming that the president is a racist, where it's not just, oh, we don't like him um, because he has racist tendencies or he said this during the campaign or whatever, where they are building a case against him. The media is, when I say the media, most of those progressives in the media are building a case like a, like, a, like a court case, like a prosecution of him. They're documenting all of these and building them up to present to the American people to say, vote Democrat in the next couple of months. And certainly a couple of years from now, during the, the presidential election of 2020, look at this racist and possibly building the case to impeach him. That's what they're doing. Amorosa happens to be black. Amorosa was a fierce defender of President Trump, not just as somebody who's black and says, hey, black folk, he's not all these things. He he likes black people, too. And he's not, uh, you know, maybe you've been um, voting Democrat too long. She also defended him on the race thing. Now, in her new book, Unhinged, she calls him a racist and a misogynist. (laughs) Both. Both. On the campaign, and you can find the clip, she defended him over and over all of these charges. She defended him a year ago uh, at Charlottesville. Oh, wow. When he said uh, there's good people on both sides. She defended. She was one of the people they put out there. Why? Because she was a spokesperson for the president, one of, and she is black. Black. So she defended it. In fact, over the weekend, I saw some of the uh, news um, coverage of it. Chuck Todd even played her that clip of a year ago. And she was like, um, I had a blind spot when it came to the president. I shouldn't have said those things. He is a racist. She poo pooed everything she said. Doesn't that hurt her credibility a little yes, bit? Yes, it, sh- well, it should. It should, It should. but it should. I don't think it's going to. They're, they want, so many people want to believe that he's a racist. They're like, oh, this explains it. I could never figure, they want to believe that she's telling the truth now. Not she was telling the truth then, and now she's just trying to sell books. The truth is, there's probably a little truth in all of it. But we know she is somebody who is all about Amarosa. She's building a brand. That's all she's done. She was on Big Brother on top of The uh, Yeah, she
3: was, uh, the Apprentice. was
2: the last celebrity Big Brother. She was one of the celebrities. So she's on that. She's written a book now. She's part of the White House. She's just building a career and a brand. That's what she's doing, even if some of it's true. So the story, the story is this. She wrote the book, and the book tells how she, you know, associated with the president, the friendship, how she got fired by John Kelly. She offered as proof an audio tape of her getting fired. Okay. In the Situation Room. Wow. She claims that she heard from multiple people that the president had used the N word. Okay. And that one of them had a tape of it. She wow. wrote the book, she said, printed it all out there, and then convinced that person. To play her the tape. Hmm. <clears throat> the person she says did play her the tape, and she specifically heard Trump on tape use the N-word. She didn't address more of it in the book because she had not heard it at that point. It was secondhand. Mm. That's the way it lays out. But we do have the, the tape of her and John Kelly. John Kelly coming in and firing her. Okay, She's in the situation room, and you were able to record right? the chief of staff and others in the situation room, a secure facility, you were able to record them firing you? That's very odd. Here's some of the audio.
1: Hi. Hi there, how are are you? you? Hi, My assistant.
6: Could you uh, leave us alone? Sure. Hi. I'm only gonna stay for a couple of minutes. These are lawyers. We've got to talk to you about uh, leaving the White House. Um, it's been of <coughs> my attention uh, over the uh, last few months that there's been some pretty, in my opinion, significant integrity issues related to you and use of government vehicles and some other issues. Um, and uh, they'll 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 walk you through the legal aspects of this. But there is some. Uh, uh, <coughs> For my view, there's, there's some money issues and other things, but for my view, the integrity issues are very serious. Uh, I'm stuck uh, with my past experience, and that is uh, when we hold the people accountable in the, in the military, I would I compare what I see here at the White House and, and other issues that I've had to deal with and say, what would I do to this uh, in this case if I was in the Pentagon dealing with a, a Marine or a soldier or something like that? And... Uh, in, in the issue that uh, you may or may not have a full appreciation for, but I think you do, um, this would be a, a, a pretty high level of, of accountability, meaning a court martial. we're not suggesting any legal action here. Just stay with me. Yeah. Um, that it would be a, um, uh, a a pretty serious offense. So with that, I'm just going to ask you. Uh, these gentlemen will explain it. and We'll bring a personnel person in after after they uh, talk to you. But just to understand that, I'd like to see this be uh, uh, a friendly departure. Um, There are pretty significant uh, legal issues that we hope uh, don't develop into something that... uh, Okay, can we pause that right
2: there? What's going on there? Um, We hope this can be a friendly departure. What's he really saying?
6: We don't want you to start
2: talking. in the media and whatever. And then says there are pretty serious... um, Allegations. ...things, you know, that... What's he saying there? We're going to... You shut up, and this all goes away. Yes. Just leave, whatever. If you don't, we're going to have to pursue these things and find out if there's anything criminal and then charge you and yada, yada, yada. Is that what he's saying? Yes. That's what I think, too.
6: So with that, I'm just going to ask you... uh, These gentlemen will explain it, and we'll bring a personnel person in after after they uh, talk to you. But just to understand that I'd like to see this be uh, uh, a friendly departure. Um, There are pretty significant uh, legal issues that we hope uh, don't develop into something that, uh, that will make it ugly for you. Uh, but I think it's important to understand that if we make this a friendly departure, um, we can all be, you know, you can look at, look at your time here in, in uh, the White House as a year of service to the nation, uh, and then you can go on without any type of uh, difficulty in the future relative to your reputation. Wow! But it's very, very important. I think that you understand that there are some serious legal issues that have uh, been violated, and um, you're you're open to some legal action that uh, we hope uh, I think we can control. Right. So with that, um, if you would stay here with these gentlemen. They'll lay this thing out. And we can have I a, ask you a couple of questions? Does uh, the
5: president, is the president aware of what's
6: going uh, on? Let's not go down the road. This is a non-negotiable discussion.
5: I don't want to uh, negotiate. Uh, I just, I've never talked. had a chance to talk to you, General Kelly. Yeah, so if this is my departure, I'd like to have at least an opportunity
6: no, uh, to understand. Uh, we, can, we can talk another time. This has to do with some pretty serious viola- integrity violations. Um, so I'll let it go with that. So uh, the, the staff and everyone on the staff works for me, not the president. And, um, so after your departure, I'll inform him if he gets, uh, interested on, on where you may be. So with that, I'll let you go and uh, right. tell me if you could take it. Thanks. Yep.
2: And that's it. That's the, uh, the tape. It's about three minute inter- uh, meeting that she had with him wow. and that's what she released.
3: <coughs> wow.
2: I think she claimed she had never met with him before. Mm-hmm. They'd asked her, why did you feel the need to record? Did you know something was up? And she said, well, I had asked for meetings, I couldn't get him, he had never met with me, and then I find out he wants to meet with me in the Situation Room. Why would you meet in the Situation Room? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a personnel matter. Yeah. Why, because they wanted it to be secure, right? That's the whole point. Okay, they wanted it to be secure, how do you get a phone in there? (laughs) Now, I am not familiar with, I've never been in the Situation Room, I've never been anywhere near that level of security. Um." I don't know the protocols, but others that supposedly do on social media and in the media said, there are no phones in the situation room. There are special lockers before you go into the situation room. You put stuff like that in. I don't know what type of security. Do you go through metal detectors or something to make sure one you know uh, doesn't get in? Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you're really still trusting all of those people. Yeah. Now, granted, this wasn't... At a time when the president was going in because we were getting ready for a military operation, this was yeah. a personnel thing, so likely there wasn't a lot going on. But still, secure area is a secure area. Yeah. That seems very questionable, doesn't it? Very. How was that able to happen?
3: I have no <clears throat> idea. But by the way, if... I had to look a little background on uh, John Kelly, he, former Marine. Oh, boy, yeah. There's no sense a former Marine. A Marine. So if he's, I don't know, when he says integrity, and he starts talking about the the past when if he had this on his troops, right. it would be court martial. It has to be serious because he talked about using government vehicles and government uh uh things. That's a very very. I want to know what they are integrity because that's one thing. Like yeah, how can you be using all these government you know uh things for your personal use? You can't do that. And I could see where he means like integrity violations. I'm like yeah, that is very. The people are trusting you to use that money well. So I really want to know what she did.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of angles here. So the first is did she do these things? How come they didn't prosecute? Yeah. Why why was she not held accountable? Well, she got fired. No, that's only no. part of it. The other part is accountability. If you did something like this, there must be accountability. Did you was there not enough evidence? Okay. <clears throat> Present it to the American people. Transparency, that's not a matter of national security. not that. No. If she was stealing stuff, using stuff, inappropriate, whatever, then tell us. So number one, we need to know about that. Number two, we need to know how she got the phone in there Mm -hmm. and is there a security issue in the situation room? We we need to know. That they may have to be a little more uh, delicate about because we don't want that to be, to give too much information about how the security system works. Yep. but these are all questions that that remain right they're going to make this about trump firing her calling her a low life um you know racism all of this no it's not about that it's about what she did was there a violation and number two is there an issue with security yeah these are the things we need to know more about I right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. We'll get some of your uh, tweets coming up about this. In the meantime, if you're struggling with weight loss and trying to be healthier, try RidUZone at RidUZone.com. A bunch of people tweeted us recently uh, or posted on social media about their successes with RidUZone.
3: Yes, and on Wednesday, we're going to have them in <clears throat> studio and talk the to... The RidUZone folks? No, the RidUZone testimonies. Oh, good. From our listeners of being and RidUZone all this time, they're we'll going to be here in studio oh, to talk about it.
2: that's cool. You know what we should do? We should tempt them with some stuff.
3: Oh, yes. Put
2: out a whole in yes. of food and go, how's yes. that working? Is it working still good?
3: Riduzone. I think it'll work. I think it'll too.
2: Try Riduzone. Uh, it's great. It works. Bottom line, if you're struggling, it makes you feel fuller so you're not as hungry and it boosts your metabolism so you burn more. It's Riduzone at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Riduzone.com.
0: Comes. Did you find it? Did you find the
3: information on the phones? Yeah, I did. I did find the information. I did Chris, uh, find the During the break,
2: he said, I-, I remember there being a story about new tech in the situation room yeah. that would jam.
3: Yes. Devices? Devices, yes. So um, in 2006, uh, the the New York Times wrote a story about overhaul moves White House data into the modern era because they were old school, and there's a picture of old school, how it was before. And they installed... Uh, In the ceiling to detect cellular signals to prevent unauthorized communication and bugging by mobile phones, personal digital assistants, and other devices.
2: So it wasn't just a jamming. It would also detect them so you couldn't use it as a recorder.
3: Before the renovation, the Secret Service will confiscate phones but had no means of preventing smuggling communication (laughs) devices. The new complex include a lead linen cabinet, which is the... the, Lead lined. uh, Lead line, sorry, uh, cabinet, which is the little lockers, uh, near the reception area for deposit of personal communication devices upon entry. So, how did she do that?
2: How'd she get it in there? Well, okay,
3: she got it in there. Okay, she put it up in her bra or a popuha, whatever. But how was it that those preventing things that were on the ceiling did not... You
2: know, right. This is a GM. serious question. Yeah, and a lot of people have commented on Twitter about this as well. What you're talking about was two thousand six. Yes. So that was twelve years ago. They have had several renovations of the situation room that we know of. This is this is the stuff that they've publicly told us that they have to detect stuff. Normally, the rule of thumb and people with security clearances will tell you if you're hearing about something tech wise. It, by the time it becomes public, mm-hmm. it usually happened 20 years ago.
1: Yes,
3: yes.
2: No it, no exaggeration. I've known people with security clearances, and they've shared that basic idea that if you hear about a new plane, like the stealth bomber, yeah. when they finally told you about it, they had been operating for 25 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? It's that old. Um, so, yeah, what else do they have? Yeah. And they just did another massive renovation during the Obama administration for anybody that had been through in uh, D.C. for a year or two. They had an entire part of the lawn torn up with a big tent around it where they were burrowing down for some other renovations. Yeah. The
3: latest the latest official uh, renovation of the White House Situation Room was Friday, May 18, 2007, when George W. Bush uh, cut the ribbon of the new Situation right. Room.
2: Yeah. Uh Let's see here. Uh, some tweets coming in. Joe Baseman, General Kelly. I don't know how this works on the military side. Translation. Wait, excuse me. I know how this works on the military side. Translation. I want to trash the life out of you, but I can't. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. Thrash. I said trash. Man, I am screwing these up today. In fact, Lori D called me. I yeah, said, she did. Oh my, Chris? Yes. Sorry did. about that. That's okay. my fault today. Uh, let's see here uh, from Florida man pro-criminal tip number 48527 if you're being fired for potential legal issues don't release unauthorized recordings from a classified room uh,
3: isn't that the reason why they fire you because you were not following the rules
2: okay right so you did something illegal <laughs> and this I'm guessing would be a viol- another yes it is a violation yes. yes is that a criminal charge
3: I don't know if it's a criminal is it charge is
2: chargeable could she be charged
3: yes because it all depends if she had a clearance now I think she would have a clearance because she was in the no I don't know. No, no, she had a clearance, like she had a a like a top secret secret. So in order to be in those rooms, you have to have that. You have to plan. have it. If you violate that, they could penalize you because you violated that secret, uh, top secret, secret uh, clearance. That's
2: wow. He yeah. also included same consequences the sailor who took a pick on his yeah sub. exactly,
3: and he was charged because he violated the top secret secret clearance thing
2: it seems like that should apply as well so there's potentially another wow i get tweets in with the hashtag what i learned today uh some other people mention uh riduzone there was one i wanted to share and i can't find it um but yeah anyways riduzone.com R-I-D-U-Zone.com. if you're struggling with weight loss make sure to try it today it boosts your metabolism gives you that extra little uh boost to burn those calories but it also makes you feel fuller riduzone.com try it today do you got it is that what you're doing no Oh, okay. I
3: did have it, but I remember it You left it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good.
2: Nice to see that. Thanks for the visual aid, Chris. Oh, <laughs> uh, shut up. Radiozone.com. A new study shows that only one in eight Christians speak to God on a regular basis. I know. Or speak of God on a regular basis. Yeah. Do you?
3: I'm one of those that don't.
2: I think you do. Regular basis is kind of subjective.
3: Well, the, for me, regular, regular basis is more like, uh, do I talk to him? Like, hey, God, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, I, I want to tell him the seventh. I'm the, I'm, I'm one of the seventh that doesn't talk to God. Because you,
2: you bring up a lot of things about faith. I do. To me,
3: I do, but I don't talk like, hey, listen, us me I have a conversation. Um, I think
2: they mean more of God, like talk about. Oh,
3: oh if it's that, then yes, I'm, I'm the one of eight.
2: I do regularly, even off the air.
3: Yeah, you do. That seems
2: a little low, but maybe not. Um, I'm curious about the demographics of it. Jonathan Merritt um, is the author of Learning to Speak God from Scratch, Why Sacred Words Are Vanishing, and How We Can Revive Them. Hey, Jonathan, how are you?
7: I am doing well. How are you guys doing today? Doing well.
2: So only one in eight will talk about their faith?
7: Yeah, basically, uh, I conducted this national survey asking Americans how often they have religious or spiritual conversations. And uh, only 7% of Americans in general say that they have spiritual or religious conversations on a regular basis, which is about once a week. It's not actually that frequently. Wow. When I looked at practicing Christians, so like, you know, like the holy people, the faithful people, the right. people who show up week after week after week, that was only one in 13, only one in 13 <laughs> practicing Christians, people who show up at church every single week say, yes, I have a spiritual religious conversation at least once a week. I would think that would come up
2: naturally if you're a Christian, it, 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 more than that, right? I mean, if you're going well, to church even on a regular basis.
7: You would think so, but of course you don't live at church, right? You live yeah. at, you live in a neighborhood with people who think differently than you. You go to a, a workplace where you maybe you're afraid to talk about these things because mm-hmm. you're afraid of the kind of kickback you get, even if you're in your own home. Uh, you know, if you've ever been at Thanksgiving dinner where you're, shaking a turkey leg at uncle Philip and having an argument about religion, you know that these things can create tension and arguments even in the home. And so a lot of people avoid them even with the closest people to them, their families.
2: You know what? I think most of it is prob that that's probably some of it, but I don't think that's most of it. I think most of it is we're embarrassed by our faith.
7: Hmm. Well, there is a, there, there, there are a number of things that I asked people after I said, okay, Here are the group of people who don't speak God regularly. And so there's a whole bunch of data in this book. But uh, there are a number of things that people say. One, they say these things tend to create tension or arguments. That's about a quarter uh, of people say that. There are a number of people who say, I don't like the way that religious words have been used in popular culture or in politics. And so if they, it kind of becomes toxic because you hear people who you don't like use it in ways that you don't feel comfortable with. And then you say, you know what, if that's what these words have come to mean, then I'm just not going to use them at all. I think I think
2: all that makes sense. I think there's a lot of people, though, that when you're having conversations, if you start mentioning your faith, you know, <clears throat> people have preconceived notions of what that means. You know, if they're not the most uh, religious themselves and you're like, you know, whatever it is you bust out in reference to, you know, it's like they're going, oh, jeez," Right. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. the reaction you're going to get. I'll bet I feel that way at times.
7: Well, and there and there are also a lot of folks. I mean, I know I moved five years ago. This book was born out of an experience when I moved from the Bible Belt to New York City. And there, suddenly, when I would use words, spiritual words, words I'd taken for granted since childhood, I'd use them with somebody standing on the platform of a subway stop or, uh, even hanging out at my house for a dinner party. And I would get a totally different reaction, sometimes an emotional reaction. They would shrink back from things that I thought were harmless ideas, commonplace ideas. And I'd felt that way for all of my life. And then I realized that as America, And and New York's sort of the leading edge of this. As America becomes more pluralistic, postmodern, post Christian, there are words that some people are, to borrow a phrase that a lot of people use these days, are kind of triggering. And then you have to respond, you have to decide how you'll respond to that. Will I keep using these words even though people don't like them or they don't respond well to them? And a lot of people say, yeah, no, I just don't need to stress it.
2: Do you, do you recall any specifics when you had one of those, uh, those times that happened with a coworker or somebody on the subway platform? And I don't want to put you on the spot. I know sometimes it's hard to remember those, but do you have one in particular? Because I'm curious what type of phrase or idea or words and what that situation was, because that has to be interesting.
7: Probably one of the most familiar to me uh, or the most memorable was when I, uh, I'd, go, I'd been, only been here a few weeks and I'd gone to a barber shop uh, to get a haircut and uh, the barber asked me what I did for a living and I said I was a religion writer and he said oh my gosh a religion writer yeah what do you uh..." he said well you know I have a lot of baggage I I grew up in the country that raised by kind of fundamentalist Southern Baptist kind of parents (laughs) do you know anything about that they love that hell and judgment stuff (laughs) I'm just kind of like starting to sweat. You know, I was raised Southern Baptist as well. In fact, my dad was president of the Southern Baptist denomination when I was growing up, which I wasn't about to tell him. (laughs) And he said, what do you think about all that hell and sin and judgment stuff, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's a that's a good question." And then I just sort of asked him whether he was a Yankees or a Mets fan. So th- I've had a lot of those types of conversations, and I was realizing there was this pattern that conversations flowed smoothly so long as they stuck to benign topics, like you know how loud the jackhammer across the street had gotten. Right. But the moment they turned spiritual, they would start to stall out either because I lacked confidence or because uh, they didn't even understand what I was talking about. Well,
2: and we, there are certain things you can say that are religious esque. you know, I mean, there are certain phrases and terms you can, you can use like, you know, in a lot of areas, it's still acceptable to say Merry Christmas, even, you know, because that's become very secular or some other ideas, maybe even some, uh, I don't even know if this would be one, but you know, judge not lest you be judged or don't judge me, you know, stuff like that would probably be pretty, tame for people but if you get specific yeah it's out my um one of my sisters brought her husband to meet my grandparents in west virginia and or her fiance at the time and uh he starts uh launching into a joke because you we know, sit around and tell jokes and my uh my uh family on my dad's side very religious and the joke setup was telling about this guy well you know real bible thumper you know that was the phrase he used. And I was like, eek! <laughs> Uh-oh, this is going bad. <laughs> warning, warning. I'm giving him the no look. No, no. And finally, I just excused myself. I'm not going to be here to watch this bloodbath. So, I mean, yeah, people, well, they don't know how to communicate with each other, especially when religion is involved.
7: Well, and, and the, the difficult thing now is what do... All of these Americans, 70%, 70 70.6% claim to be Christian. What do they want to do about it? Uh, It's it's in massive decline, sacred speech, in the Western-speaking world. Uh, Religious and moral words have been in decline over the last 50 years, and now most of us, the vast majority of us, don't feel confident having spiritual conversations. And so really, I I really wrote this book. Not just to awaken people to the to the data and just how bad it is, but also to sort of uh, shake people awake and ask them, what do they want to do about it? Do you want to revive sacred speech and spiritual conversations in your lifetime? Is that the type of America you want to live in or not?
2: Well, and when you think of, if you're talking the Bible in particular, there's so much of it that, although, of course, it is divine— that is just practical uses for life. I mean the book of Ecclesiastes, there's specifics in it that um, are rules to live by, just good ways to to navigate life and with as little of trouble as possible or to be in the right place. There's a lot of practical in it.
7: Yeah In fact, when you look at this is something fascinating when you look at the data so for example, if you take Google Ingram data, Google I, I feel like everything in life these days is like the six degrees of Google, but yeah. Google figured it out. They've, they've compiled all of the books and the speeches and the magazines and the web pages. Uh, in existence in the Eastern, spe- in, the, in the English-speaking world, going back to the, about 1500, and you can search these, so you can actually search the frequency and usage of words. And what we find is, is that yes, religious words have been declining uh, precipitously by up to 50% over the last half century. But what you're bringing up is an interesting point. It's not just words like atonement or salvation, you know, big theological words. It's also those other commonplace words that you find throughout the Bible. Compassion words are in massive decline. Kindness words are in massive decline. Uh, words like patience and joy wow. and grace, all of these words are in decline. And so when we look around and we say, gosh, we're becoming a less courageous, compassionate, kind, joyful, patient culture, in part it's a rhetorical problem that we've stopped talking about these things, and therefore we stop thinking about these things, and then our lives are built around these Reality, so it's not just kind of like that, the super religious theological things. It's even those commonplace moral and ethical words and conversations that are in the. Car. You
2: know, there's your gateway into this conversation because those words, although well represented in the Bible, um, are also secular words. So for people mm-hmm. that are, I mean, listen, if you if you're not um, a practicing Christian, if you didn't go up grow up in a strong Christian faith based uh home if people bring up jesus it may start making you uncomfortable i mean they just people don't know how to react look at it you know from the other perspective they're like i don't know he's bringing up this jesus thing is he some freak you know i mean right they get triggered but if you start jonathan with that we're not using words like compassion and love and things like this as much um people are going to be more curious why is that why and i think that's our our gateway into discussing some of these things
7: yeah, I think this is, and that's why this is important for every single person listening. Uh, you know, there's an emerging body of research now that shows this connection between the words we use and our our societies. So, for example, in Eng- the English-speaking world, we're a future language. We use future tense, but there are a lot of Asian countries that don't. And when you compare our societies, you find, by and large, we will smoke less than they do. We will save more for retirement per capita than they do. We will practice safe sex more often per capita than they do. Uh, Even our, our notions of self, our preparation for for the future and for death uh, are different by and large. And so when we don't, when we talk about the future, we think about the future and we build our lives around ideas of the future. So you may not, you may say, I don't even believe in God. I don't believe in, you know, I believe in the spaghetti monster. I believe in nothing. That doesn't matter. If you believe in these things like courage and compassion and love and gentleness and faithfulness to friends, uh, all of those things are in decline. Communal language is in decline. Individualistic language is on the, uh, is on the rise. So they affect us broadly. It's, it's not just the D. De- spiritualization of language, it's actually the demoralization of language that we're seeing.
2: The book is Learning to Speak God from Scratch, the author Jonathan Merritt. Jonathan, where can people find out more about the book and you?
7: Well, they can buy it, uh, as they say, wherever books are sold, you can find Learning to Speak God from Scratch at, you know, Amazon, and you can find me uh, on social media or my website, jonathanmerritt.com.
2: And what we'll do is we'll post links to it as well. All right, buddy, thanks so much. We appreciate it and have a great day, okay? My pleasure. Back in a moment with more
0: the morning blaze we're kind of like the real news except honest and factual huh what a concept the morning blaze with doc thompson only on the blaze radio network Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone: 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: I don't know. I um, something is not right about the Keith Allison allegations. Did you
3: see it? Something is not right, folks. I'm telling you. Um, I read. I read the allegation because it was a. Well, there was way too many words on the allegation. Like I way get it. too many. Oh words. my gosh, So many words. I, oh. Anyways, but. <laughs>
2: What are you saying? Seems legit yes. or no? I see. I, okay. It
3: seems legit.
2: At face value, if you say there's allegations against Congressman Keith Ellison, who's also one of the top uh, heads of the DNC, DNC. now. Mm-hmm. He's the congressman from Minnesota. He um, is one of he's the only or one of the few Muslim congressmen, yeah, whatever. One of the few. And he's pretty uh, far on the left. Would it shock you to find out that Keith Ellison, based on his personality and things you've seen, maybe it's just your biases against him. Would it shock you to find out these allegations were true?
3: No, it would not shock
2: me. Nor me. But something about the way this thing has played out has me questioning whether or not it's legit or if it's truly legit. Let me preface all of this by saying these are allegations. Of course. like we say all of them, prove it. Yep. Prove what you have here. Give me the meat. And even if it's true, but you can't prove it, that means in a court of law, is the person n- is innocent. Not guilty. Unless you can prove it, they are not guilty. It doesn't mean they're innocent, but they're not guilty yep. as far as the official yep. legal designation goes. Yep. And that's how, how things should be. But the allegations seem very odd. It was, the allegations were posted on social media. On Facebook. On Facebook. Now, maybe that was their only recourse. They couldn't get a reporter to talk about it or something, but just seems odd. And I'm going to share with you what, what is written. A guy by the name of Austin Monahan tweeted, Please read, if you care about my mother, please share. I love you, mama. You won't have to stand alone. Hashtag, I believe her. Hashtag, where, I'm trying to think. We are man enough. We are man enough. Trying to say it was broken, they didn't capitalize. And hashtag Time's Up. goes on to say, Keith Ellison um, tags all of these people. It says, my name is Austin Monahan, and I'm writing this letter on behalf of me and my brother. My brother and I watched our mom come out of pure hell after getting out of a relationship with Keith Ellison. For several months, we knew something wasn't right and couldn't figure out what. We asked our mom if everything was okay, and she told us she was dealing with some stress and would be okay. In the middle of 2017, I was using my mom's computer trying to download something, and I clicked on a file. I found over 100 texts and Twitter messages and a video almost two minutes long that showed Keith Ellison dragging my mama off a bed by her feet, screaming and calling her an effing B, except he writes it out, and telling her to get the F out of his house. The message I found or messenger messages I found were mixed with him constantly telling my mom he wanted her back and missed her. He knew he effed up and we wish, and we wished he could do things differently. That seems odd. He would, uh, victim shame her, bully her and threaten her. If she went public, I texted him and told him, I know what you did to my mama and a few other things. I met with my mom last night and asked her what happened. She said nothing happened until I told her I saw the video and a hell of a lot of other messages saying something different. She finally talked. My brother and I were so angry and hurt for our mom. We were ready to go public, but our mom begged us not to. And she, along with others, convinced us it wasn't in our mom's best interest. He goes on and on to, and it gets another, I don't know, a couple minutes, but there's the gist of it. Where's the message?
1: Yeah. Where's, where's that the, video?
2: Where's the video? Where are any of these media uh messages?
3: Because you already violated your mom thing when she told you don't worry about it. You would put it all out there. So you would have violated that. What's your motivation?
2: Yeah. If it's true, put it out there. Yes. If you're this driven. sir, so I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and oh, say yeah, is there anything else? Yes. And I'm being serious. Is there anything else that would prevent. Okay, you don't want to, you know, put it out there. I don't know why you wouldn't, but for some reason, you're saving that. Put any of the messages. <clears throat> why? Why wouldn't you? Um, I'm trying to think. I think it's uh, at the end or towards the end. He puts, uh, "I've made as a young." Uh, Makes sense. I just became a father and I'm working on how patriarchy influenced thoughts and decisions I have made as a young man so I can decisions I've made as a young man so I can teach my son better I'm starting today and standing by my mom my son's grandma it's not just on women and girls to speak out it's on men to do some of the emotional work I'm not here to prove S to anyone I'm just stating facts you can take it or leave it uh I'm not here to prove anything to anyone. You you made an allegation. Prove
3: it. You have to prove that.
2: Sorry,
0: don't.
2: That could be considered slander.
3: Yeah.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson
2: interesting
0: so what's your take on this now chris um
2: weird how they rolled this out but okay you're triggered for your mom you're upset yes this is really struggle with this and this is your one place of power you can post up on social media exactly okay i'll give you that Um, But there's enough other little things that make me question this as well. And again, we're talking about Congressman Keith uh, Ellison, who is accused of uh, abusing some woman he was in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'm going to get some tweets about this, see if anyone has any comments as well. But I'm going to lay out some of the bits and pieces of of things that seem just kind of hinky or questionable to Mm. me. First, I have to share with you... um, some information about the great folks from Blaze Wild Rice. It's Minostalgia Wild Rice at blazewildrice.com. Mm, yummy Rice. E- e- Boy, that'd be a better name.
3: I know. YummyRice.com.
2: Someone has to have it. Nailed that. it. Nailed it. Done. I think we can go away. All Our right. work here is done. It is such a great product. It's healthy. We've told you about all the health benefits. It's almost a complete protein by itself. It's got trace minerals and vitamins in it. It's not a traditional carb because it's not a traditional grain. Yeah. It's more of a seed type grain. And you could cook it a little bit more and make it a little more uh, like sticky rice type. Because like I like it. Some people like it a little chewier. You've got to add <clears throat> a little extra water and cook it a little longer if you want to get through that uh, that shell. Oh yeah. But you could cook it that way, and it's great stuff but it tastes so good. Delicious. It starts with that wild rice and then they make it into the flowers. And now we've been talking about it in the news and why it matters. And I feel like I'm on the hook to make like lunch wow. for everybody. Yeah. I got to get you somebody else hook. in.
3: Uh, we do have a chef every Wednesday. I know I'm going
2: to have to have him do it on Wednesday and have him start making stuff. Cause I don't have time to cook for them. I don't have time to cook for myself. If you're <laughs> like that and you want to eat healthy, order the wild rice, keep it at home and then make a batch up early in the week. Yep. Like on Sunday, yep. you've got a whole tub of it in the refrigerator, and then you can just scoop it out. And in, honestly, minutes, you minutes. throw you throw a couple scoops of that and heat it up. You're good to go. You're good to go by itself, just butter, salt, pepper, garlic. But if you need a little bit more, throw some vegetables in the pan, a little bit of protein. And how long does it uh, cook to stir fry some meat and vegetables? Once they're cut up? Yeah. Uh, five minutes? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. And to cut, cut up the stuff, you're going to do it quicker by it already cut up? You are set. You could be like 10 minutes, and you're eating something really healthy that tastes awesome. Plus, you've got all the other great products, the whipped honey, which Chris has, which he's trying to hit up Jay and Lori at Minostalgia for his wedding. I already did. Little jar on each table.
3: No. 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 <clears throat> it would be a nice professional setting. So you get a little scoop, little, little mini spoon.
2: Oh, my gosh. You even scammed on what they gave for the people. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're even keeping <laughs> some of that. Well, duh. This would be a whole box. I just need two. Keyions. I like for your heads out, man. I, I got it. I can't blame you there. It's good stuff. They got the beer jellies and the wine jellies and uh, the gift boxes. Try uh, one of the sampler packs so That's you can try way. a bunch of the different stuff. And they have a deal right now. You get ten percent off with the promo code TRY TEN. It's one zero. TRY ONE ZERO. If you go to BlazeWildRice.com and order the sampler packs, TRY ONE ZERO, and they'll give you ten percent off. any tweets on this yet? Anybody? Uh, want to not comment?
3: yet. So give me a little bit more, and then I'll give you some.
2: <clears throat> okay. So these are the allegations made online. But even as this son lays all this information, you heard the end of it. He said, I've learned a lot about how patriarchy shaped me as a 25 year old through all of this. Okay. Okay. I just became a father and I'm working on how uh, 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 I'm starting today to stand. I'm starting today by standing with my mom, my son's grandma. It's not just women and girls who need to speak out. It's men to do some of the... Emo- so, why are you suddenly in the tank yeah. for this anti-patriarchy uh, type yes. statements? What? what? And he sounded like he's admitting to doing some things inappropriate, not being the best husband, father, whatever. Okay. That seems a little odd. Well, I went to his mom's or I think it's his mom's Facebook page. Okay. And saw uh who she follows on okay. Twitter and I have got screenshot after screenshot narcissist at narcissist underscore me um the narcissist prism mind Valley narcissist abuse survey um Huff post women leadership learning right uh, me too women's leadership uh there's a bunch more on narcissist hang on uh, uh, uh. Narcissist and abuse. Narcissist sociopath. Uh, narcissist abuse awareness. Narcissist resistance. Narcissist problems. Or, uh, narcissist hope. Narcissist abuse in real. Domestic violence. Narcissist underscore survivor. Whoa. I mean. Who is this person? This I think this is mom. Does, does mm-hmm. she know there's other accounts on Twitter you could follow? She follows about 500. But I found countless female empowerment. Okay. You're on the left. Yeah. Uh, Women's abuse. Okay. You believe in all that, but Chris like 40 of them that just mentioned something narcissist Narcissist. and they says she specifically called Keith Ellison a narcissist in this. That's her key. So a couple of notes on this. Um, This has become one of the buzz phrases now as part of this whole smash the patriarchy and women's empowerment that you're fighting narcissists. That's, that's it. Yeah. And remember what was Trump
3: called a narcissist?
2: That was one of the big buzz phrases during the election racist, but they said he's a narcissist over and over and he probably is, but they keep mentioning this. Doesn't it seem more like she wants to believe this stuff? It could be she was abused and she's trying to get over it. So she joined all these support groups. That absolutely could be to me though. It seems a little more like you're, you're trying too hard on that side. Hmm. Then couple that with Keith Ellison's statement. What did he come out and say? In a written statement, this would be pretty ballsy if you were not serious. He said that he was in a long-term relationship that ended in 2016. He denied any allegations of abuse and said, quote, I still care deeply for her well-being and this video does not exist because I never behaved in this way and any characterization otherwise is false. That's ballsy. This tape does not exist.
3: Oh, that's if I'm the kid. If I'm the kid and I have that tape, I'm releasing that thing today.
2: It would already be out there. It
3: will be already out there. Wait, where's what? the tape? Because and and by the way, that's a thing to kind of like fight allegations. Okay. If you say you have proof of my video, put it out there.
2: And it should. Imagine yes. for a moment, Keith Ellison is innocent here. Yes. And until you have proof, he, he is. is. Let's say he absolutely did not do this. Let's say, aside from his progressive ideas that you and I both hate, <laughs> that he, when it comes to relationships, that is a good guy. Let's say he really does care, treated her well, just didn't work out. And he's being accused of this now. Remember, in today's world, court of public opinion matters. He is the victim then. Yes. He is the victim because he's being accused of something he did not do Mm -hmm. and accused of one of the, in today's world, most reprehensible things you can be. What are the worst things you can be called today? Pedophile. uh, Sexual abuser. Right. Specifically, if it's a man targeting a woman. Yep. Uh, Racist. These are the these are the things. But what which has gotten the most attention? The hashtag me too. That's the power right there. So if he's innocent and the son accused him of this, the pressure is on the son now. Yes. The family release the tape. Yep. Show me. And if you don't want to show me in the public because what it makes your mom look bad or it's, you know, she doesn't want that to go viral or something. Okay. I can respect that show law enforcement.
3: Yeah. Yeah, show someone show that, a
2: grand jury. Yeah. Show yes. a jury. Show prosecutors and prosecutors. You go pick up the congressman, you arrest him for treating her this way. It's dragging her around a bedroom. Sorry, that is that is assault. assault. And if she wants to press charges, why isn't she pressing charges? She follows all of these female empowerment stuff. Why aren't you pressing charges? Yeah. That's the least you could be doing. It would be good for you. It would be good for them. Show it to the police. Prosecutors, if there's anything there, round up the congressman, file charges, and prosecute him. And if you don't want to show it to the rest of the world, so be it. You show it to the jury, and if it's legit and they find him guilty, then lock his ass up. Otherwise, it's an allegation. And what would be their motivation? Because you had a nasty breakup. I don't know if you know this or not, but at times, women find it difficult when you break up with them, difficult to accept, and some of them have been known to do crazy things. What? No. I know, ladies. You're saying, what about the men? Yes. And at times, men find it difficult when you break up with them and do crazy things. Doesn't this seem like... Something that would be reasonable? Now, maybe it's absolutely true. Show me proof. Until then, it's an allegation. Like all of them.
3: You yeah. think I'm off on that? No, I don't think so either. You're not off. And, and well done by Keith by playing that. Okay, show me. Show me. That's the only way. That's the only way. Now. It's pretty ballsy if there actually is a video out there. Yeah. Whoa. Well, that backfired. Ooh, <laughs> that's not me.
2: That tape does not exist because I didn't. What's that? Ooh, they posted a tape.
3: Okay. <laughs> I did not know that we're going to do that. Right.
2: <laughs> but I just I hate when people are accused of stuff. That's, yeah. You know. Yeah. And you got to feel for the guy if it's if it's not true. Now, if he did it, like I said, arrest him in that. But the the only recourse you have to. See this move forward is to produce the tape. Yeah. Anything else that people would do would be just trying to gin up negative feelings in the court of a public opinion so he loses his job. That's really what this is about, at least on some level. Think about the son. <clears throat> Why would you want this reposted for his mother? He said, "If you care about my mother, please share. I love you, mama. You won't have to stand alone." Um the mom didn't want this public. Mhm. So you can stand, you can stand with her, so she's not alone without being this on without this being on Facebook. Yeah. <clears throat> so yep. what is your motivation, son? I don't have to prove s. He said. Okay. Yes. So what are you doing with this? What is your why? What is your motivation for posting this? So I can stand with my mom. Go over to her house. Stand with her all day. Sit with her. Stand with her. Uh, jump around. Uh, play hopscotch with her. Do whatever you want. Why does it have to be on social media? Because you're trying to badmouth the congressman. Maybe he deserves it. But that is your motivation. You're trying to hurt him. This yeah. is not about standing with your mom. Hurting him does not help her at all. Yeah. Hurting, getting him fired doesn't help her. What does it bring her some satisfaction? She was still slapped around, if that's true. <laughs> she,
3: she-
1: was
2: okay so that'll bring her joy why didn't she do it she according to his letter she told him not to post it or not to talk about it you just know better than her and you know when it's all said and done what he'll um she really wanted that she'll say to you oh thank you for doing it i told you not to but i secretly wanted you to (laughs) the motivation is to hurt the congressman Maybe he did it, maybe he didn't, but that is your motivation. So your little I'm standing with mama, you don't have to stand alone, and I don't have to prove S. No, you do. In fact, a gal allegation this serious, I'm demanding you prove it. In fact, the congressman needs to uh file a lawsuit against him.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's the
1: only 100%. way
2: you stop some of these allegations. I know. Did you see yes, that? Yes, I did see that. By the way, get the tweets <laughs> in. The hashtag, what I learned today.
3: <laughs>
2: I was going to talk about this. I don't know if we have the video for it.
3: No, we don't. We'll get it for tomorrow. You know the story, right? No, I do not know the story, but it looks a fascinating story.
2: I think this was uh, Florida area. Of course. Of course it was. Look it up. Look up unicorn, floating unicorn. So people were on, they were partying on a giant unicorn raft. And I mean, it's a, it's a, like one of those uh, rafts that also, you've seen the new ones now where they also have like heads of dragons and stuff or characters on them. So it is a giant flat unicorn raft that has a unicorn head with a rainbow horn Mm -hmm. and they get stuck in some, uh, like Minnesota. Oh, is it Minnesota?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shisagao County, Minnesota. Yeah. I just say Minnesota.
2: Uh, they get stuck in some um, area where there's a bunch of plants, more yeah. like a marshy area. Yeah. And they can't get out. And so the cops have to rescue them, the giant floating unicorn raft. <laughs> so it's a bunch of women too, right?
3: <laughs> I think so. Did
2: you see the cop throwing on the dock and he throws the rope out to him so they could kind it. of pull them away. Through. Yeah, it's
3: all girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just the fact that it's this goofy unicorn rap means you're going to be famous. Yes. It's absolutely yes, going to happen yes. for you.
3: That's funny. That's really funny.
2: All right. Uh, we'll get some final tweets uh, coming up. But uh, first I thing to tell you about Balm Shot, is that what you have right there?
3: That is what I have here, Doc Thompson. And here's the Balm Shot. It like you had a story. You were ready for I this. I do have a story for it. Uh, do you remember that story I told you about the Disneyland taking away? Your Balm Shot. Shot. Um, not my bomb shot, at right. least bomb shot. So I, you contacted her and told her to contact me. So that will be the bomb shot that we're going to sell to send to her uh, because hers got taken away at Disneyland. Oh, good. That's so, nice. Um, I need you to sign it as you talk about more about bomb shot. so I can send in the mail. Hang on a second. Hang on. What
2: are you looking <laughs> I never at? Noticed. I never noticed the pack. Oh yeah. I don't know if they legally have to do this or not. Yes, they do. Uh, about that. Yes. You know what that says? Yes. You sure that's legal? Yes. Definitely. So on the Balm Shot, which you're not familiar, the Balm Shot was a company started by a guy named, um, Wayne, Wayne, who blacked out. I want to say Warren. I'm saying Warren <laughs> Wayne, because he had lip cancer and he had to keep putting lip balm on and, um, realized that none of the lip balm out there was uh, satisfactory and the dispensers were horrible. They open in your pocket. So he was looking for a different dispenser and came up with shotgun shell, put it in there. It looks kind of cool. It's kind of a novelty, but it works great. The metal uh, base works real well because it doesn't open in Mm -hmm. your pocket then. And it's awesome. And he ended up uh, starting the company there in 3000 stores and they're growing like crazy online at balmshot.com. So it's in a replica shotgun yes. shell. You take the cap off and there's the bomb shot. But down in the corner of the packaging, it says non-lethal dispenser. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Do they do that legally or they have to,
3: yes.
2: No, I don't think legal they would have to if it was if it was a lethal dispenser.
3: But it's not a because also the warning's also on the on the uh
2: no, that. but a warning would be, "Hey, this is a warning." You say it's not a lethal one. You're like, "Damn, I bought this lip balm, and it's not a lethal dispenser after
3: all." I'm that suing so that they can take it on a plane. Well, that would—it's not actually
2: on the—it's in the packaging. It's not on the actual lip balm. Mm. So I'm just curious about that non-lethal dispenser. Who's pissed at that? I was hoping to kill people with this lip balm today. Damn it. <laughs> So you're telling this lip balm does not kill people? Well, hell, I'm buying a different one. Or maybe people are misunderstanding. Honey, I put my lip balm on with a shotgun.
3: and did not work.
2: I loaded it in there. Sure, it got her lips. It got everything else too, though. It got her elbow. It got the wall. Why is he a redneck? Because he's got a shotgun. So only rednecks have shotguns? Of course. No one knows that. Okay. Now people are like, oh! I just learned something <laughs> new today. <laughs> it's okay. I have a handful of
1: shots. So.
2: There we go. Try the Balm Shot today. I love it. Uh, you'll love it as well. It's BalmShot.com. BalmShot.com. If you buy uh, multiple uh, Balm Shots, they'll give you a free one. You got to use the promo code DOC though. They'll give you a discount off your order and a free ball. Actually, it's a uh, free shipping and a free ball cap, right? If you buy yeah, six Yeah, free shipping.
3: Them. Yeah. No, free shipping is if you use a promo code no matter what. But, but if, if you get six, six you get the, the, the ball, ball cap hop. as yes. well. Yes.
2: It's all very confusing. Just no, order six not. at least. Yes. The there you go. Use the promo code. Just doc. order
3: six, whatever it and is. So order six, your promo doc, and just It's be not good. like
2: they're 45 bucks they're each. They're not. They're not. They're inexpensive. Yes. Balmshot.com. B-A-L-M-shot.com. Bring it up.
0: You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 888-900-3393.
2: Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned the nice thing about taking a future class in high school. You get all of your grades on the first day. Yep. We learned the mainstream media is colluding to protect... Excuse me, can Uh, I do that again? It's okay, it's okay.
3: Three, two, one, we'll edit this all out.
2: We learned the mainstream media is colluding to protest Trump's claims that they collude. (laughs) The irony
6: It's fascinating. Let's
2: all get together and And protest. protest. Him saying we always all get together. and protest. Zach, we all in? Yeah, we are. Get him. Get Acosta. Hey, Acosta, you in, right? Of course, he's in. (laughs) He's in. We can't do it without Jim. (laughs) He's not even with the newspaper, but get him. Get a damn it. We learned in the 1940s, fighting Nazis meant military combat. 2018, it means making a sign with three colored markers. (laughs) You're so doomed. We learned Miss Cleo will soon be teaching at the high school level. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today?
3: In 2018, you are either a red communist or a blue fascist. Either one. You have to choose. <laughs> you have to choose, Doc. What? I don't want to choose Gun either. Gun to the head. You have to choose. I can't. I don't want to choose.
2: I guess I'm a Nazi.
3: <laughs> Please, Kanye, show me on this doll where the coffee table touched <laughs> you. Just, 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 it's okay. It's a safe space. And finally, I learned just now that according to Doc, only rednecks own shotguns in America. That's
2: right, and I are a redneck. Neil, spinning <laughs> the dials, radio style in Dallas, Texas, Morning Mercury Studios. What if anything did you learn today?
3: I learned Doc Thompson's asking himself the same question we're all asking ourselves. Why oh why didn't I take the blue couch?
2: Why didn't I take the blue couch? Blue couch or blue red couch? couch? Either hmm, one. Interesting. Chris Cruz, what if anything did the listeners learn today? Blah blah blah. Love the blah blah blah.
3: Amorosa's slogan is just blame it. <laughs> Justice Bro not saying, Amorosa reminds me of a young Medea. She does, doesn't she? <laughs> she is a young, slightly more attractive. Uh, I love Doc's tiny sack saying, a black former staffer accused Trump of being racist. This looks like a job for Diamond and Silk.
2: <laughs> dynamic. All oh, they'll be out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She mm-hmm. said this and she wrote a book. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, free range saying, really, Doc? I
2: guarantee you, one of their, they will use the phrase oh, yeah. something like she's just trying to sell books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Free
3: range prisoner saying, really, Doc? Uh, Chris Cruz says, give me the meat live on air and no cowbell. That was uh, my bad today. I was <laughs> Really? That's it? That's it. Okay. Uh, it's, speaking of Doc saying, weekend, you know. uh, sleepy time. I don't tune into the TMB for religious guilt sessions. Oh, uh, okay. Well, wow. you should
2: feel guilty about that. Did you
3: should feel guilty about that. Donna? saying, budgeting needs to be taught. Money, food, time. All adult skills needed. Yes. That's about it. Damn, I just read them all.
2: That's it? I read them all. That's all Mordecai got that's you? That's all
1: he got.
3: I literally went down the list and read them all. People are always but complaining we don't get to enough I'm of them. I left extra I time today all. and Mordecai didn't get any more. I read them all. Oh,
2: my gosh. Wow. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Um,
3: all right. Do you want to know what we
2: have tomorrow? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination, mainly because I was leaving more time yes, for this for the at tweet. the end, yes. trying to back time it up there, yep. and now it's on Mordecai today. Yes, yes, I will do him tomorrow in spite of his Completely shirking his up. duties. Yep. Um, all right, what else do we have coming up tomorrow?
3: Building America, and we're going to talk about General George Custer.
2: General George Armstrong Custer? Yes. Do you know who that is?
3: Uh, yes he's a general
2: and what did he do what's he famous for
3: uh, for custard he likes, he's the one that invented custard inside donuts
2: he's famous for losing
3: oh then why do we have him on the show I
2: know that's what I'm wondering <laughs> what does Glenn have coming up today <laughs> I
3: don't know you don't no guest no guest
2: alright what is he wearing today uh, the future oh wow this is it this is yep. what you've been waiting Kanye. for Kanye get on yes. this remember the morning is today a Chris Cruz production certainly not Mordecai because <laughs> he's a you. slacker yep <laughs> six separate Tyrannus Anyang, now you go home. You miss a lot on there. What I miss? Uh, no I didn't. I got to believe move. it or not.
0: You are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag What I learned today.